Welcome to the Yeshiva Shalmaila. This is David Lichtenstein. This week we're going to be speaking about Hilchas Tefillah. It's Fa'anashim too, Meheri Yibana HaMikdash. And men will also need to know Hilchas Tefillah. But somebody was giving a share in Hilchas Tefillah to an Olam of, you know, middle-aged Balabatim. And he saw that their questions were not very, you know, on point. So he asked one of the guys who was asking a question, he said, when was the last time you learned Hilchaz Nida? So the guy looked at him and he said, by my chassan shmuz. And this was a man in his 40s. And this individual looked at the fellow and he said, that's too long. That's not good. So that inspired to say uh, Shir and Hilchas Tefillah. So who are we going to have? We're going to have from Brooklyn, Rabbi Shai Tahan, he's an Avbezdin, or Eshkel, a Talmud Chacham, Muflig. And be him, but with him, we'll, Be'ikah will be speaking Hilchas Chatzitza, rings, uh, Shabbos makeup, nail polish, uh, temporary filling, stitches, braces, etc., etc. Can you ever go by day? The very, you know, controversial tshuva of Ramosha. Then we'll be speaking to Rabbi Avi Kahan, he's from Muncie, so he's the Avbezdin of New City, Rav of New City. And we're going to be talking about uh, looking at Shilas via WhatsApp. Can you send the rub? There are some Rabbanim who do it. What's his opinion? What about protocol of a mikvah? Who should be making the decisions? The rav of the mikvah? We don't allow this. Or the rav of the person, the individual using the mikvah? You know, when you go to a shul, you stop in at a shul. Did you ever hear that rav come running over? I'm sorry, you know, you eat chal of stam, you can't dive in here. I mean, this is, I have my hanmin hagim, I'm coming to your shul. The rav doesn't tell a visitor how to behave, so why are we in a mikvah is it different? And he's going to, you know, very nuanced answers to these questions. From Lakewood, we're going to have Ramosha Rotberg, and he's an expert in the questions that have to do with OCD in halacha. Now, this could be for men as well as women. Sometimes there are men, they make their spouses absolutely insane, and sometimes it's the other way around. And for either of them, mikvah could be a very traumatic experience. So Ramosha Rotberg is, not only is he a rav that many rabbanim go to with these shilas, he also, he's the rav of the Hatzalah in Lakewood, he gives a shurim in Lakewood, he also happens to be uh, an LCSW, so he's particularly qualified to answer these questions. Should be a fascinating and uh, very important shir. I want to give a hakdama. What these rabbanim say you could take as halacha if you would like to. Any of the comments that I make, I am merely the uh, I am the host here. Whatever I say is not halacha psuka. Ask your rav, your local orthodox rabbi. I make that as hakdama because this is a you know really a a, a shear that uh, you know ikrei atayris tluyim bohem. That's that's a hakdama. Before we go to this topic, I would like to say a piece of grown-up tyra. It's not for kids, and it's, uh, it's, uh, you may disagree with it, and if you do, fast forward to the Rabbanim. I have a question. Parshish Truma, when did it occur? What does Rashi say? Parshish Truma, Rashi says, comes after the Egel. It really should be Mishpatim, Kisisa, Truma Tetzavav, Yaakov, Pikudei. And there's many Rayas that they bring, the Rishayinim hold this way, that hold it comes after the Egel. Like one of the Rayas says, the whole Mishka needed Kahanim and Leviim. When is the Kahanim and Leviim Nivchar? After the Maisa Egel, Mila Shem Elias. How could it possibly be that they had the Mishka and before? It's one of many, but it's bad. The Ramban argues, Ramban came afterwards. So my question is, if indeed... It came after the uh, Maisa Egel. What's it doing before the Maisa Egel? And some Rishayim say, I shouldn't say Rishayim, the Barbanel, I believe, says, and some Achrayim say, it's because the Rafua comes before the Maka. Well, if the Rafua comes before the Maka, the Parsha of the Mishkan, it should be, again, it should be Mishpatim, it should be Truma, Tzitzave, Vayakel, Pikudi, and then Kisisa. But no, Kisisa is, the Egel is smack in middle of the Binyan HaMishkan. And like the Ramban, it's less problematic. The Ramban says that it is Kisidre, that first came the Mishkan, and then came the Egel. Well, wouldn't it make sense again, then, to do Truma, Tzitzave, and, and then Kisisa, because uh, 
why, again, whether it came before or it came after, it would make sense that the eagle shouldn't be smack in the middle. And that's my horror. And I want to say a, a thought that I, I think it's a richtige thing. It's an adult thought. What is the Mishkan? The Mishkan was the Mokim of Hashras Hashchina, but not just for then, but for forever. What do we mean? Well, when we go to Shul today, we say, The Mishkanes, the Batei Knesiyas in all of the world are like the Mishkan, the traveling Mishkan on a home level. What is all the halachas is brought in Chazal and Rishayim for sure? A bias of a person should be a Mishkan. His Shulchan should be Daimalim as It's where we eat, where we have our Shabbos meals, where we bring up the next Doris, the ones that will be Makabal Mashiach, is at our Shabbos table. The Menorah of Shabbos is negative the Menorah of the Beis HaMikdash. Is Kama Halachas. Lamash, I'll give you an example. I think it's the Lavush. Shabur brings it, but the Lavush says inside that when you light the candle, the woman lights the candles of Shabbos, she should make sure the entire flame is caught, and not just a spark and it ignites itself, because she, hey, shall heves like we learn from the Beis HaMikdash. The Menorah, the Nantil Sudaim is brought in, and Kadmonim, that's Neged, the, the Kir. Our house could be a Mishkan. Our personal selves could be a Mishkan. A person who's in Israel and Bekedusha could be Bovavi Mishkan Evne. So what's the message here? In middle of the Binyan HaMishkan, something really bad happened. How bad? The Egel. The Egel is the greatest sin, the greatest Avera Klal Yisrael ever did. So much so, that what did Chav Yachal say about Egel? 40 days after Har Sinai, you say, Eile Elihecha Yisrael. What does Hashem say? Hanichali, v'yicher api bohem, v'yechalo Yisrael. Let me kill them all. It was a really, really bad derailing of right after Har Sinai. But what happens? They get back up, after the eagle, and it's Vayakel Pikudei. What's the message here? In our lives, many times, we're building some type of a Mishkan. But you know what could happen? Sometimes something sneaks in, and we could say, Yisrael. A full-blown crisis of either Amuna and Betachen, a crisis in faith. I'm not talking about Sheva Yipal Tzadik Vakam. I understand Sheva Yipal Tzadik become more like, you know, you wanted to do something, you want to, and you get frustrated, you get defeated, the setbacks, and pick yourself up, try again. This is something very different. This is where a person has a full-blown crisis of faith. An eagle, Elihei Masecha, Eli Elihecha Yisrael. And why could it be? Why do we have crises as a faith? It could be something with our leader. Maybe you had a Rav or a Shashiva, some type of a leader who didn't treat you well, let you down, and you say, that's not the way. Or it could be he was late. Maybe you're frustrated. You wanted something. And it's just not happening at the speed that you want. You wanted that shtela, that shir, that shadach. Things very often don't happen at the pace that we would like. They certainly haven't happened for me. We get frustrated. Kibayshesh. Or it could be Chazal say. Who knows? It's a dover of Arias. Some say that the, some Chazal say that Egel had to do with Arias. Rashi, it's Mashman, some way that way. What does that mean? Something really gets really, really goes off the rails. So much so that you're embarrassed to continue. You say, look, a mishkan is for holy people. Uh, um, to do a house, like a mishbet, that's for a holy person. Bilvavi mishkan evna. I know where I've been. I'm no bilvavi mishkan evna person. The shul, I embarrassed myself. I humiliated myself. I can't go back. So listen to this. But we see from the Torah, no. They were building the mishkan. Something really bad happened in the middle. And they continued. 
And it's placed there on purpose for that reason? It's not supposed to be in that order? Here's a Gemara. The Gemara of Aydazar, the Avdalad Amid Beis, Amrib Yeshua Belevi, Le'osu Yisrael as Ha'egel, Elolitain Pischein Pe'lebalei Tshuva. The, the reason of the Egel was to give a Pischein Peh, path forward for Balei Tshuva. What does Rashi say? Ritain Pischein Peh Lebalei Tshuva. She'im Yoymer Ha'chaitei, the guy who was, or the woman, who did something really bad. Fill in the blanks. She'im Yoymer Ha'chaitei, Lo'y Oshov, Sh'lo'y Kableini, there's no path forward for me. I can't, I can't build this Mishkan. Go look at the Maisa Egel. Shekipru, they were forgiven. Veniskablu, and they were accepted back. This is Rashi. So whenever you think that that Mishkan that you wanted to build, you don't have a way forward, what does the Torah say by putting it smack in the middle? You can have an Egel. And you could still go Vayakel Moshe, Ela Bikudea Mishkan. When I was a Bacha, I'll tell you something personal. So Shidduchim were a struggle. Whatever the reasons may be, for she didn't reasons, I, 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 I didn't enjoy it. I had some really, some downer moments. So I went to see Rav Palm. And you know what Rav Palm told me? I said, so, oh, but I said to him, I didn't say, I said, Rav Palm, I'm having real Shilas and Amuna and Betachan. I was just so frustrated. I was. And her palm looked at me and he says, you know, it's a Pasuk in Mishlei. What does it say? Kiyala. He, he said, I'm not going to debate with you, Amuna Batachin. It's not, these are things you really can't debate. You believe or you don't. It comes from inside. But he says, the Pasuk says, Kiyala Alecha Ruach HaMaishel. When the Ruach HaMaishel comes, some depression, anger, frustration, type, whatever it may be. What does the, what does the Chacham say? Mekayim Al Tanach. Don't let go of your place. Hold your place. Don't let a time of frustration, anger, grief, maybe jealousy, change a thought-out, well-planned trajectory. Don't do things that you'll regret, because very often the Ruach HaMoshel are episodic. They come and they go. So just keep marching. Keep marching forward. After the Egel again, Ayak El Moshe, Ela Pigudei HaMishkan. And you know, the greatest Chacham in Poland, the psychologist from Pshischa, the great Kotzka, he once said something amazing. He said on the Pasig, V'hoyu hadvarim ho'eila alavavecha. So he said, it shouldn't say, V'hoyu hadvarim ho'eila alavavecha. This is by the parsha of Kabbalah's El Malchashemayim. It should say, V'hoyu hadvarim ho'eila bilvavecha. The Kotzka knew people very well. He said, you know, there's going to be a lot of times in your life. It's just not going to go in. That's the way it is. The Ruach HaMashal got his hands on you. Life has big wins. They're not going to go in. He said, but keep them alavavecha, because there will be a time when your heart will open, and if they're there, they'll just fall right in. In the times that aren't going well, you can still stock up and take steps, so that when the t- winds do change, you'll be right back to where you were supposed to be. Yom Kippah, which is the salachdi kidvarecha of the Egel, of this terrible interruption of the Mishkan, what parshit? What do we read? We read Mafter Yaina. And what's Yaina about? Yaina is about a Navi Hashem who had a big crisis of faith. A crisis in Emunah and Betachin. He said, I'm going to run away from Hashem. Then I want to tell the story a little bit more metaphorically. He goes on a boat. That boat is something that's going to take him really far from Hashem. That's his goal. But, you know, when you're angry and you're bitter and you're frustrated, you know, it's hard to be with people. So he ends up in the water. 
they throw him out. Maybe they're not happy with him. He ends up in the water. Turbulencies of his emotions, of his grief, of his anger, of his disappointment in Hashem. That's what he says, right? But what happens? He ends up in Mehadog. Rabbi Nishon does an S. And what is the Mehadog? He gives him in the turbulent ocean a place to gather himself. A place of Mekayim Cha'al Tanach to gather his wits and not to do something he'll deeply regret. And what happens after a few days? Yaina comes back to himself and he says, you know, I had an episode of anger, grief, whatever it is. I can't, I, the Rabbi Shalom sent me, like he sent me a safe place to capture my wits and to regroup. And what happens? And Yaina returns. And we read this on the day of Kapara Se'egel. How do we get past the Egel? Gather your wits. This is what Rapam sort of told me. I want to add on to this a story. I had by me a, a Yid whose son died of brain cancer. They had stayed by us for a few months when he was going for the hospitals. And he told me he was in a time of terrible pain. And he went to see a Chacham Echad. And this Chacham, he told him, he said, you know, he's in terrible grief. His son died. How do you deal with this? And this Chacham said, he said, you know, I don't know. I've, I've never seen pain. So he said, but what about somebody whose son died? So this Chacham told him, a Dover Gadol, that you can't be aimed on. Very, very few people could hold by, certainly in such an Nisayan. But he said, if you take a pebble and you drop it in a glass of water, it makes ripples. But if you take a stone, a boulder, a huge boulder, and you drop it in the Indian Ocean, it just disappears. He says, do you see yourself as a glass of water? Or do you see yourself as the Indian Ocean? And the way I understand it is, in the Midas of Kaviachal, by the way, the Yud Gimel Midas, after the Egel, this is called the Midas of Neutzer Chesed La Lofim. What does that mean? If we look at a particular action, you know, when the New York Times, they want to make fun of uh, anybody reputable, they'll take them like when they're eating something by a dinner. And when their mouth is open, about to put the spoon in, like if you do the frame that second, the person obviously looks absurd. I mean, you don't even gather it because you see it as the entire motion, but if you freeze frame it, there are times in life that are really chilling, absurd, terrifying, when you look at them sort of as a freeze-frame moment. But when you put them into a context of a much broader picture, suddenly they seem normal. We say somebody did something really wrong. Look at his father, his grandfather, the diarists that are going to come from him. This is just a freeze-frame moment. You don't do that, Kaviachal. So he said, look at some of these moments is, look how big you are. Look at the context. A person is Nitzchi. There's a pain, but aren't you the Indian Ocean? So what's the takeaway? The takeaway is the Mishkan was interrupted by the Maiseigel. That's how, Chaza, that's how the Torah made it. It's not supposed to be here. They put the Egel right into the Mishkan. What's the message? Most buildings of, of Mishkans get interrupted by some type of a Maiseigel. But march on. And use one of two methods. You could use Rav Palm's Mekayim Chal Tanach. The Ruach HaMashal will leave you one day. Don't let an episodic moment of anger or grief, you know, just turn away, ch- totally change direction, something you will regret. And another way is, we could look at these episodic moments and say, it's just something of, of such a big, such a bigger existence that I have. So let me look past it. But either way, after our personal eagles, what's the message? Vayakel and Eila Pikudeh Mishkan. Let's march on and continue building the Mishkan. All Mishkans have interruptions and they're followed by Vayakel Pikudeh. Let's go to our riddle of the week. So here's the riddle. Vayvesu es habadim betabas al saloi sa'arin lase ses bahem. 
So we all know that the Malachis Haitzah from Rishos L'Rishos, as Asa B'Shabbos, you learn from Masa B'nei Levi, and the Gemardarshans from the Aron, Masa B'nei Kas Benolan, Viboy Aron. So here's a kasha. So you weren't allowed to carry the Aron in, uh, outside. So you know, you, you're not allowed to carry. It's one of the reasons you're not allowed to carry. So here's the question. The Gemara says, If somebody carries out a Chai B'mita, Yipater Afal Hamita. Right? The Halach is... So if let's say you carry a child, midaraisa, the chai is naisatsmai, but you putter even on the clothing, because the mita tfailaloi, the mita becomes tafel to the chai. And on the chai chai because chai naisatsmai. Question is, the orin was asa to carry. The orin was noisias noisa. If it had a din of a chai, it carried itself. And yet, even though it carried itself, you weren't allowed to carry it. So why do you say chai noisi asatzmai and yipata if you carry out a chai? Bershus harabim say adaraba learn from the aron that was noisi asatzmai just like a chai, and yet those who carried it were over haitzah. We learn haitzah from it, so we have a steer to the klal of chai noisi asatzmai from nesias aron. That is the riddle for this week. At the end of the show, we'll go through the questions of the riddles from last week and. You know, those we agreed with, those we disagreed with. The winners to last week's riddles are Asher Brenner, Label Gelbkoff, Mayer Krass, and Schmoll Wurzberger. If you want to leave a message by phone or dial in by phone to listen, in America, our number is 732-806-8700. In England, it's 44, that's the country code, 33011-70250. In Eretz Yisrael, it's uh, 02-372-0304. Let's go to our wonderful program. Joining us from Brooklyn is Rabbi Shai Tahan. He's the, he's the Rosh Koyal of Arze Halvanon. That's in B'nai Yosef Shul in Brooklyn. He's also the Avbezdin of the Beis Heroa Shari Ezra. He's a Talmud of Rav Shmuel Birenbaum in the Mir, one of my Rabbeim. And he learned Torah by Rabbi Belsky. Welcome, Rabbi Shai. Thank you very much. It's a big honor for me to come again to this broadcast. It's Mamash uh, for me to be here. So let me ask you a question. The, um, this is out of curiosity. I want to talk a lot of Hilchas Chatzitza with you, right? So the Shulchan Aruch in Yeridei, Hilchas Nidus, and Kuf Tzadiches, Paskins, Lagabe Chatzitza, that it's a Dover Mia, that covers a small part of the body, and Ein Adam Makbid, if you have both combination, it's Ein Echaitzitz. And the Ramah says, Lechatchila Lotitvel, Afilu Bidvarim She'ein Echaitzitzin, the Ashkenazim are Makbid even on a Mia, She'ein uh, right? They go. Correct. So my question is, are the Sfardim Saimach on the base Yosef? Like do in, in Halacha, when people come to you, do you say, if you Sfardi, the Halacha is this way, for Ashkenazi, it's the other way? Okay, so that's a good question. Um in Parat Abai speaks about this, and he brings down the Halacha, he's always at the Shuchanoch, and, um, you know, that's his sheet at the route. Uh, we, we go, Kibalnu, Divoe Maran, and we, we don't um, have a, even a right to paskin, not like the Shulchan Even Lekula 
even the chumra, kosher can be kula. That's how Chacham of Adya holds, it brings spice cream to uh, relate to that. But over here, um, this halacha, although Chacham of Adya goes that way, but there are spice cream that would instruct first uh, to, uh, to the kahal to make sure that there's no chatzitza whatsoever. And this is the way one, this is definitely the minajas farthim to lechatchila bimachti. So there's a din of lechatchila that the Ramah brings down. It's a lechatchila din from Dargosh HaRedua. When is it bedieved? Bedieved is either that she was toivel already. So then, by the way, the interesting thing, um, this type of bedieved, because um, the way Oshama Zaman uh, uh, said over, to uh, the Mechaber Yemen Tohal, he said that there's three dinim. There's things that are Meikor Adin, Mishum Chumra, and those that are Hidur. And there's a very big difference between them when you're dealing with Chatzitzah. Something that's Meikor Adin, if a woman went to the Mikveh, she came home, she had a Chatzitzah that's Meikor Adin, Choytzitz, let's say she had a Band-Aid. So even if she was with her husband already, she has to come back to the Mikveh and be Toizel. Her Tvila is completely invalid. If it's something that's a Chumra, Chumra, is something that if you already left the mikveh, you came home already, you don't need to be toreach to come back. But it's something that's, that's, uh, but if you're there, if you're there, or it's easy for you to come back, you should come back. Something that's hidur, like for instance, the, the, the dukma that it brings is this very thing that you're speaking about right now. So if she's in the mikveh still and she didn't put the makeup yet, she could, uh, she should go back. To be mekayim the hidur, otherwise she should. Um, if she if she put already the makeup and everything, she doesn't need to uh, take off the makeup and go back. This is also, by the way, how Chacham of Adya instructed to this mechaberim etoal Rav Yonayinon. So let me ask you some more questions. So yes, a ring that you can't remove. A, w- a woman has a ring and her her knuckle swelled up. So the Shulchan Aruch says that uh, a, a, a ring that is on tight, it's a chatzitza in Kavsadi Chetzchav Gimel, cause, right? Cause, and why is it makbid, just for those of us? Uh, because they say they used, even when, you, when, you, when they used to knead the dough, they used to take off their rings. So since sometimes they were makbid, it's considered makbid. So therefore the Shulchan Aruch says a ring that you, that is, you can't remove, or, I'm sorry, that is on tight. If, if the water can get underneath it, it's not a problem. But if it's on tight, you would have to remove such a ring. What about a ring that you can't remove? That you could remove? You can you cannot remove. Yeah, yeah. It's stuck oh, on the Yes. The knuckle swelled up and uh, right. or the person put on weight and uh, whatever the reason may be, the the, the the finger swelled up and they can't remove the ring. Somebody would call you with such a shiloh. What would you do? Right, right. Well we had such, such a shiloh. <laughs> Actually we had that shiloh exactly. From a hush of Ravin Queen. But um and we passed in Lakuma that woman has to cut off the ring. Or find other ways to take it off. But let me explain to you something. Over here, we're saying that it's chatzitza. It's chatzitza. The rabbit brings down the seeds. Sometimes she takes it off. It's chatzitza. It's chatzitza that already becomes a derabon. It's mute hamakpid. That's first of all. But, but there's a big but over here because many poets can bring down today, or Lichion brings down the halacha, not legabe chatzitza for tvilo, but chatzitza legabe nitila sedaim. He says that if a woman never takes off the ring, uh, some women today don't take off the ring. They leave the ring even when they need to. So then it's not a chatita. But we wouldn't be makers so much to take to um, to Tvila in the mikveh as well. 
So let me let me share with you because I, I I knew I was talking to a major Talmud Chacham, so I, I brushed up on the sugya a little on the sugyas a little bit. And one thing is is that I saw in in Hilchus Natil Sidaim clearly a much more David Till, but from from Kama Paiskim they said you don't have to remove it. Why? Because nobody needs dough anymore. Everybody uses mixers. So oh. since it's, since they use mixers, it's considered the people who actually need dough are such an anomaly. They're the me. Certainly, it's it's a very uncommon. It's a me chain emotion. I shouldn't say that. There are still maybe women. But all the women I know, my wife makes challah. She uses a five-pound mixer. She puts it in. So there's very little. That's one thing. But I also saw the Sidre Tahara brings from a sefer called Gan HaMelech. He says something very interesting. He says, if the pre- people in the olden times, they had dirty, dirtier hands, washing was uncommon, was harder to wash. So therefore, he said, when they needed, uh, they would take off the rings because the ring would always be dirty and they wouldn't want to get the dough dirty. But he says today, this is from the Sidre Tara, it's just funny, it's like, uh, I guess, 150 years ago. He says, today we have, the hands are cleaner, I guess there's better soap. So he says, even though in the olden times people took off their rings, today you would probably wouldn't, would need with the ring on, which I think, by the way, most women would do today with the ring, if it's a marriage ring, not a diamond ring, because the ring is clean. So um, it's just two interesting Paiskim who say that rings today may be different. But notwithstanding right. that, you're saying since it's a shayla of a chatzitza, you hold certainly l'chatzchila, but if a woman can't take off a ring, like it's a ring that she, she, uh, she, uh, it's stuck on, you would say she should get the ring cut off? Would you allow her to wear the ring? I'm curious. We, we have a rule that the Gemara says, anu medamim lo nasimai, okay. which means, if, yeah. The Rabbi, Rabbi, Rabbi Tana saying just because we could have a way to figure out a, a, a cooler doesn't mean we we should do it, and therefore you would you would t- tell them to cut off the ring. Right, that's what we instructed in this. Okay, let's talk about a famous Shaila stitches. Um, somebody was riding their bike, they, they fell down, and they had stitches on their arm or on their, wherever it may be. What would be the halacha? Can they, how, is that a chatzitz or not? Okay, so the stitches is, is indeed, it's a common question. And, yeah, and the question said there's a difference between stitches that are dissolvable, self-dissolvable, and those that are not. Those that do, it's considered bottle, and it's not a chatzitz. Those that don't, the question said that since it's going to be removed, right now you don't want it, Therefore, it's a chatzitza. This, this, throughout this forum, you find this, uh, this halacha by David Mesharim, you have this in Egos Moshe, you have it in Shabbat But we find a chidush, a beautiful chidush in David Mesharim, and also uh, the Shabbat Alevi says such a thing, and also Hamafadja brings that, that if you have such stitches that are, uh, that, are per- that are there until the doctor removes them, what you could do is ask the doctor to tighten them to the point that they're on the on the surface of your skin, they're not above the skin, they, they go a little bit under the, or tightly, they pull, the, they push the skin inward, and therefore, such a thing is not a chatzitza, together with, the, with the before going to, before dipping, if it's tied, there's gotta be something that's sticking out to cut that off a little bit, ask maybe the, the, the woman at the mikveh, the balonis, to take it off, to cut it off, and then you would be permitted. So there are coolers in those, for, for, for that. There are two approaches in the person. Some say that nobody should be terrible, uh with such, uh, with such uh, uh, stitches. Dissolvable, defined. Not dissolvable, no. And some say, the person that I mentioned before, that if, it, if it's not above the skin, it will be permitted. Shevet Lady says that uh, an, an extra point uh, that if you have something that is, is what we call 
It's inside. It's, it's not Megule. Beisa Storim, she has some coolers for Beisa Storim. So over here, for such a thing, that she would be permitted. But the overall rule, you would say, is if it's non-dissolvable stitches, it's problematic. Unless they're so tight that they're sort of balua, they sunk into the skin. Dissolvable stitches would be more than make a lot. Is that basically the rule? That's the rule. But there's always uh, another, um, like what we call the fifth trophanol, that when a person comes in front of you, you need to see and feel how urgent they are, the, the, how urgent it is, is it urgent, is it not urgent. So you, you see, you must even make a according to that as well. Halacha is not strictly uh, what it says in the Sefer, because there's a lot of ways to go around the fumo, the kula, depends on the scenario. So that, this question would be a perfect uh, example. Example, okay. Are temporary fillings, or, or per, I mean permanent fillings, a chatzitza? Right, well, uh, right and wrong, permanent Filling is not a chatita. Right. Um, you're talking about not permanent. And now, this, this, there are those that feel that it is a chatita, and that is the famous Chokhmat uh, Adam that brought down that, that, that every feeling is a chatita, and the Chuchani of Nisim Karelis Asal brought down that even in the previous generation, there were still people that were Mahmir like the Chokmas Adam, but Lemaise now, nobody's Mahmoud like that, and yes, so, it's, a, it's permanent, permanent, it's considered part of the shame, part of the peace, and it's not a chatzita, unless it's some things that need to still be worked out, and it's bothering the woman, like the tooth, the ceiling is, is poking her, so then it, it's, it's a problem. Okay, so what, let's talk about, you know, it's interesting, by the way, the Chachmas Adam, who held that all permanent fill, fillings are a problem. I mean, I guess his wife doesn't have any teeth. Uh, okay, yeah. so th- what they used to do is take off the filling before mikveh and put them back after the mikveh. I, I know I, today it sounds, it sounds very strange, that's, but that's the way it was okay. in his time. He was a Paisic. Let's talk about... Him didn't allow it. Didn't, didn't agree with him. Yeah. Let's talk about per, per, temporary fillings. A person goes to the dentist. The dentist says, "Look, I'm, you know, you need a, you need a, a, a root canal, or and I'm putting in a filling. It's going to be for two weeks or three weeks. What's the luck of such a filling?" Okay, so over here we found, like everything else, a big machlokes. Whether uh, you leave it there for a short time, it's permitted or not, and what's the what's the shear of a short time? For instance, some wanted to learn from Hilchos Shabbos from Yochus uh, Koisher, that either it's up to seven days, one day, or much longer than that. So over here, overall, the price scheme say that if you have something that's meant to stay for a week, it's con- it, it, would be, um, it would be permitted. And if it's less than that, what you should do is go to the dentist and make sure that he leaves it in a way that could stay longer and you, and you come afterwards. You come, let's say you make another appointment for another week from now. Some place can permit it altogether. Like Chacham Ovadia, he brought a, a list of Svalas to say that it's permitted altogether. In Paris Abayis, he went through the Sukhya, he said, uh, he brought, for instance, a Moshe that says that as long as you want it there right now, it's not a Chatzita. And also the fact that you, it's only bringing back to the way the feast was before um, it, it had a problem, that's not a Chatzita. And, and this few Svalas along these lines that he brings down, and he says, even temporary for one day, it's not a chatzita. Okay, Rabbi, Rabbi Tanner says, like some of the svaras, for example, that he said is that since you're putting it in to, to sort of reform the tooth, right, which is what a filling does, so it becomes part of the body. 
and something that's part of the body, even if it's just for a few days, it can't be a chatzitza. Right? That's one svar. That's one yes. Some say that the svar is since it's a mokrim that's mechusel oilam, the tooth, right? And even though if you take out the temporary, a permanent is going right in there. So it can't be oh. a chatzitza to that place if this place is forever going to be covered. Some say that's svar. Another svar right? that he brings down as well. Correct, yes. Very good. Yeah. Okay. And again, the biggest svara, the strongest svara, is the fact that right now she wants it. And it's not like the ring that we said before. The chiluk he says is that by a ring, she can do, she can need door anytime. But over here, she, she puts it there for, let's say, two weeks. She's not taking it off for two weeks. She's not going to the doctor, to the dentist in these two weeks. So therefore, that's not a facita. Why would that be different than Ritiya Shalgabe Maka? where you want it there for that period, and you're not taking it off till the wound is better, and yet it's still considered a chatzitza. So you're asking a good question, and the answer is that there is, um, for instance, if you have a cat uh, that the person don't allow, going with a cat, but he himself, Amovadia, brings all these swallows, lakula. If a woman could wait, in other words, uh, let's say it's going to be removed soon, the cat, so she should wait. But, um, but if it's going to stay there for a while, it's very hard to wait. He says those svaros lehakel as well with cats. He's nakel. The mice of the boys came almost across the board are not nakel in cats. They, I mean, I've been I've been one time to um, uh, uh, one of the big boys in Bar Park and, uh, and, he, and he picked up such a shaila and it was a long wait. I don't remember how long. And he said no, it's also and you have to wait it out. It's just a retia shalgabe maka cast. That's all it is. Oh, yeah, the glorified yeah. retia. What about braces? Yeah. Braces are going to be there for years. And uh, it's um, it's very tight. The water can't get in between the tooth and the uh, brace if it's you know it's a, a tight brace. And it's a chatzit. So you could say that. So it's a miyut. You could say it's ain't a makbid because she wants it there. On the other hand, nobody really wants their braces there. You know. So it's sort of it's uh, you know we it, it, why is that different? Let's say that a bandage that we say is also because it's considered makbid. You really don't want it there, even though you want it there for curing. Why would why would brace, braces shouldn't be different? So. Why would bra- is there any svara to be mater by braces? Well, braces that's there for kavua, so we, it, it becomes kavua means again um, the time that we said before, whatever you call kavua. Um, definitely, first uh, it, it's it considered uh, the person says considered uh, part of the tooth. It's bottled to the tooth. It's considered part of the tooth. But uh, even even such that it's not kavua, it's uh, it's a temporary one. The many places can permit it unless it's right away. You take it in and you're putting it there until you you put your permanent one. Then you should wait if it's a couple of days. But Saint and Shevita lady was making on this. Yemetoa uh, was making on this completely. This, it's, it's not it's not a fatita at all. Um, braces, but you have to. You said the food gets stuck in there. That's not. That's not, everybody across the board agrees that you have to make sure that it's completely clean. The chatzila again. Chatzila. We're dealing again with. With dinim lechatzilo, whatever you maxed, and it's mute, it has to be mute and maxed. Then, then you'll come to the discussion we started off. But of course, one should definitely clean it. As, as well, Ramaisha was machmer on braces. If he says if you're putting them in because you want straight teeth, but he says if you're putting them in because you're, you know, the doctor says if you don't wear braces, your teeth will fall out, and there's some type of a sakana or something like that for for the health. He said over oh, there he was more knighted to be makel. But Ramayshu was very machmer on braces, and I guess he helped. 
The fact that it's kavua, it's not part of your tooth. Like natural teeth don't grow with braces, whereas a filling, when it's filled, that goes back to the shape of the original tooth. So it's, I think it's an important chilek to know, even though there are, there are those, like you say, who are mekel by braces, right? So, so, so you're saying that emotion was machmir, even uh, braces that are kavua, that's permanent? Yeah, Ramesha is an Igris Ramesha, really? Halik, Aleph, Simon, Sadik, Vav. Right, right. So, so, so I saw in the Shevet Alevi that he brings Ramesha Lakula. I mean, he has over there a very lengthy tour, if I remember correctly. Um, but uh, I, I saw it differently, but uh, I hear we have we have to be my eye, and I guess, inside. So it's interesting. Ramesha in, in Igris Ramesha, like I said, Halik, Aleph, Simon, Sadik, Vav is Machmer, right? But okay. in, in Messiris Ramesha, they oh. bring Ramesha that he was Megil. And and my Kabbalah is with the Machlekes Igris Meisha and the Messiris Meisha. <laughs> Messiris Meisha he did it right, and the Igris Meisha he did right. Um, so we go right. into the Igris Meisha. But clearly this is a Chumrah that, this is what you would say, you would have to ask your Orthodox rabbi, because I imagine there are women who have braces and it's, it's a real Shiloh. What about contact lenses? Contact lenses, um, it's something that you definitely, it's something that's not part of the of the body. It's something that's extra and definitely has to be removed uh, before then. The chachila, there's no question, has to be removed. Nobody goes to the mikveh with contact lenses. The question is, what do you do when you were toivel with it um, by mistake? You went with it, and you came home, and you find it on your eyes. So if I recall correctly, I remember there were three-way mechlekes in this. Uh, if I recall correctly, I saw years ago, I think of Shlomo Zaman with Mato. I think... Uh, because Moshe was, I think he spoke about it, I'm not sure. He was in the middle, and there definitely those that, are, that were mocking me, I don't remember if it was Shevet Alevi, or... So I would say, again, coming back to the first rule we, we learned before, is that as long as you are in the mikveh, definitely you should go back. If you went home already and you've been with your husband, then you have those questions to be made, so you have an issue with going back afterwards. Uh, the the Lachas looks at this very strictly because then you considered, if you're going back, it's considered like you did an Easter being uh, at home. So let yeah. me just share with you um, yeah. a fascinating story yeah. that um, Ramosha has a tshuva about, and Ramosha writes in his tshuva, he says that he had a chiddish, that since it's, you know, even though it's, even though it's based, it's based on star, I mean, it's not the gully, it's inside the body. So he said, Mayim has to be really lovely there. But it doesn't mm-hmm. actually have to come there. Right. You said since water can get under it, in base Hastarim, that doesn't have a din of a chatzitza. And on this tshuva, I'll t- share with you just a fascinating thing. They bring a story. Um, I, I, have, I remember the scene. I don't remember exactly where it is. I think it was in Man Malche Rabbanon. He brings a story that there was a, a woman who had a similar shaila like this, that she couldn't get something, an implant in the ear that water could get behind. It was a shaila. So it was a machlekis of Chatzkel Abramsky, who was then Rav in Slutsk. And... Uh, and another Rav, and they said they're going to send, they sent it to Reb Chaim Oiza. And Reb Chaim Oiza told them, he said he saw a tshuva from two Rabbanim, two young Rabbanim in Russia, who learned Torah like they used to learn it a hundred years ago, mm. at, who was Matarid. And he's talking about this tshuva from Reb Moshe. 
Amuk b'toich Russia, teeth in Ruslan. He said, deep in Russia, there are two brothers, Yashvim Shnei Achim, that was Ramosh and his brother Amarcha, Haloim dim Tyre, Kavishaya, Hayuloim dim of Nekama Meyes Shanim, who learned Tyre like they used to learn a few hundred years ago. And this two who Ramosh was at, could you imagine that Ramosh was martyr? He had Haskama from Reb Chaim on this two. It's just a very beautiful way Haskama, where the Lushin of Reb Chaim Wow. What about nail polish? I'm sure you get these Shilas. Yeah, nail polish has the coolest of the last uh, that Zach brings down. That it, um, and again, the question is lechatchila and the dievet. But the, what, what he says, the last way is that you have two coolers. One cooler is that the fact that the woman wants it. And secondly, um, that it doesn't have mamashes. If it doesn't have mamashes, how do you measure mamashes? So um, Hamuvadia said that if you measure it with your, your um, finger and not your nail, because the nail is much more, that's how you, met, you, you, for instance, check a sakin, you mommy the sakin by checking with your nail, because the regish, the feeling, is much more sensitive with the nail. So if you feel a bump on the, on the nail polish, in other words, from the nail to the nail polish, then you know it has more mushrooms. If it's so, so thin, it's not, so you have a cooler. And the price can deal in length whether you need both of them, both nine, that it doesn't have mamashes, and it's, she wants it there, it's Lenoi. Because Shuhanov clearly says that Seva, that, that the Nashim have, Lenoi, is permitted. Seva Shirtoivitz and Nashim al Pnebeadem is permitted, it says. Does this fall under that? You need two Tnaim, or one Tnaim is enough. So again, Kachachila, definitely, you tell women to take it off, no question about that. But the question that Hamavadi, for instance, brings, and many others, is what happens if a woman is a more modern, or Balastruva, and she's not willing to take it off. She's not willing to take it off. So, therefore, you'll make her with those, uh, with those reasonings that we said. What happens if um, the Beisheshev the, the says, mm-hmm. women cut their nails, they don't have long nails, right. and the Ramah is machmer. He says, right. and, and, if, and if it is long nails, and you have to do, tefillah, you have to do it again. In other words, it's not just a minig, which means if you didn't do it, you, you, you are makayim the minig, but you, it's ma'akiv the tefillah. How do you paskin for Sfardim today? Right. So, Sfardim don't have, don't have that humor about the nails, when it comes to the nails, it's not, uh, it's not that strict um, since it's the hubar to, to the body and therefore it's considered part of the body. And um, it's not, the source the to say that it, it's more harmful is because you're going to cut it off eventually. So it's called um, so, but you do have the machlekes in it, the taz and the shach, whether it's me'ikhaladin or it's a minog. And it's not Kamina, it's from, it's, it's from Shabbos that he's saying the woman didn't cut it off. So how do we pass then? The Magan of Ram brings, and the Mishabur brings it down in Shinmem, that the Chachila, you should ask a Goy uh, to do it, uh, a, a Goya, to cut it better with her hand or the teeth and not with her scissors because it's more of a button that way. Uh, if she can or she wouldn't do it, then you can use scissors because it's not something that, um, as the Biogolacha says, it's, it's called Milacha Shenatsi Chalagufa because she just, she doesn't, she, she doesn't want to be uh, nicer by cutting the nails. It's only for the villa. But that's our point. If she's not willing to do any of that, so um, she just needs to clean very well under the, under the nails. So you see, sometimes it comes about that you be makele as the Mishabur Paskin in the name of the Magan of Ram. You have no choice. You just clean the knockout before now and it's fine.
Now, Ramosha has another chumra in nail polish. He says that um, if the nail polish is damaged in any way, it could become a makbed, like, oh, she's going to want to redo her nails. Yes, so, yes, definitely. She says, so even, if it's, even if it's Lanoi, that you want to be Saimachan, you say it's a fancy lady, she doesn't want to do it. So even if it's Lanoi, I think at that point, the Balanit should really check the nails and say, you know, you, you have a few cracked nails. And I said, really? I'm going to redo them, and which, so it would be problematic. Right. Yeah. What do you do if a woman who, like you say, would say is not so mock, you know, a little more, I, I don't like to use the word modern, you know. A footman used to tell me, we say that the, those who are less shaymri time room mitzvahs are modern. He says, she would say, he says, we're modern and they're old fashioned. They're going back to the mitzvah. So, so I, don't, I don't want to necessarily use the word modern. Somebody who is a little bit, let's say, makeel on, on, on these, on these halachas. She says, oh, look, I have a manicure. I just spent $250. I have no idea what a manicure costs. And I have beautiful long nails, and I want to go to the mix for this way. What do you say? Right. Really, that's my question. It's, it's, it's a hard question. Today, um, I got a lot of questions with things like they said. Again, I don't understand, and I don't know what it is exactly, but they say there's some kind of something they put on the nails that stays there for a long time, for a few months. It's, they have to go to put it, and they have to go to remove it. It's something that's very expensive. So that's why I told you before, it comes out to the question of who you're talking to, and what's, if, if you're talking to, usually those women are not going to be those that are, you know, um, extremely frum. They're not going to come up with such questions. So you're talking about people that are not, as you said, uh, you know. So you have to know where to be makele, with such people, um, the Igos Moshe, Hamavadi brings from the from from Moshe Feinstein that if you have coolers, you have to find coolers in in those in Yonim and not to be machmir on the on 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 those that come to ask because there's a lot of mitzrayim. You're saying that even though as a rule Rabbanim don't look for coolers, where there's a shash that it would be goyrim, where that, that there wouldn't be a tefillah over over in those situations, there's reasons to to look for the Moses or etc. Hamekel in these situations. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it's not it's not it's not a far cooler. It's it's coolers right. that are written in the halacha. It's not yeah. something that that's yochid, which sometimes you'll also use. I'm not saying that, but over here it's much more belevach. You're saying, well, I hear a few times during this conversation that we don't have to worry that SAC is going to be outsourced to computers because there's a lot of judgment that goes into SAC. Exactly. SAC is not, it's not, uh, it's not black and white. Yeah. What that's about, where you have, yeah. Okay, that's why you need a rub. What about um, waterproof makeup? Waterproof makeup, what we call Shabbos makeup. Shabbos makeup. Okay, waterproof makeup. It's an interesting thing. First of all, makeup that is not waterproof, what's the problem with that? Uh, according to what we said before, the same women that would put the nail polish, they want to go with makeup, especially that many times, you know, it's a very, very common thing. It's before Pesach, it's before Sukkot. They're going to be with the whole family. They want to have the makeup. Otherwise, it's embarrassing. You can't even imagine how embarrassing it is for them. I mean, I just hear it from the ladies and, the, and their husbands. Uh, so, so they want to put makeup. What's the problem with makeup? The makeup gets dissolved in the water, and that becomes a chatzita. That's the problem. It becomes a chatzita. Beca- Let me just say, I believe you mean it becomes a chatzita because since it becomes smudgy, it's yes. already not lenoi, and, and you mock it on it. So it's like having a tattoo. It's like if somebody stuck a sticker on your face. It, it certainly would be, uh, would be a chatzita, right? Right. Now, when we're talking about the, the, makeup, the, the makeup that stays, you can go to the mikveh, you come out, 
and it stays as it was before. I was very hesitant to be maker because, again, I, 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 it's hard to be maker when you don't have somebody who tells you it's fine. And eventually, Baruch Hashem, I found Sefer called Ben Yaakov from Arab Shaknazi, you know, Arab Shaknazi in Iratika. There's tremendous uh, place in Iratika. I got a letter from him one time for my base of law. He writes openly in his safer that such makeup, again, for those that wouldn't take off the makeup or whatever, would be permitted. That's what he writes. So, Rabbi Tan, is, is, is there any Shiloh I should have asked you that I didn't? I'll tell you how, what, what precipitated this. Like somebody was giving a shear in Hochus Nida to a bunch of 40-year-old Balabatim of 50, 45, 35, and the, the questions were full of Amaratsis. So, so afterwards, he says, when did any of you learn Hochus Nida last? One of them raised his hand. He said, by my chassan shmuz. Mm. He said, that's too long ago. So <laughs> is there a Shiloh that you get a lot of, that you say, maybe, guys, you should get a Chazar on this? Uh, what, what would it be? First of all, I, I, I like to uh, acknowledge that I didn't know that I would be speaking to such a Talmud Chacham. And um, I, 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 I'm feel, I feel honored again, and uh, it's uh, very much of a privilege for me. Um, this, the questions are, are, are so many in so many different ways. Every scenario comes differently, but there's so much you got to know. So there's nothing really that comes to mind because it's so, so much. But if you want, um, I can throw out a question that was very common at the time of, uh, of the corona crisis. The many women, the mikvahs were closed, or the many women weren't allowed to go to the mikvah for one reason or the other. And we got a lot of questions, can a woman go to the ocean to be toivel? And I wrote a safer, by the way, uh, uh, Charlotte Petrovic on the corona, it's called Shastia Biyasiv. And one of these questions I wrote is over there about the ocean. A woman goes to the ocean to be toivel. So let me, can I take, yes. so can I take yes. a, I'll take a, a, a run at it. Yes. So the Shulchan Aruch in Reish Aleph talks about um, a river. And the and the the problem with a river is maybe it's rainwater and it's not water coming up from the ground, Mayan water. And right. and when Nagu Baraitama Kaimis he says uh that uh, that don't have a mikvah, that uh, that they make a in a river. Right. Which in Europe was very common. I mean most of Poland was landlocked. Poland, most of Ru- Russia's all landlocked. Poland's landlocked. Um, uh, um, Czechoslovakia, wherever the Jews live, was mostly landlocked, right? But um, but an ocean where it's coming up from the ground is not a shiloh. But what are the shilohs? The shilohs are she shouldn't her her legs shouldn't be encased in the mud, right? Right. The shilohs right. would be if she has a swimming suit that maybe is too tight. Okay. Right. If it's around men, she would be maybe titzol shaloykeray. Right. right, which the Shulchan Aruch says. Another Shiloh is, is her hair going in, so somebody's going to have to watch her. Right. And you also have to make sure that the water is deep enough, because otherwise the Shiloh, if she bends over, there's all kinds of Shilohs. But otherwise, accepting those things, which are not difficult issues, L'chaira, a river or a lake or an ocean would, would be okay. That's, that's how I would, I, would, I would, that would be my stab at it. Very good. Next time, I'm asking the question and you're answering. That's the way it works. You know much better than I do, both. I don't believe that. <laughs> but um, let me just uh, tell you an answer that I received from my rabbi okay. when I learned uh, the office. He says that a woman should wear socks when she goes to uh, the ocean. If she has to go again in place that she must, must go, she has to wear socks. When she's ready to travel, she should remove the socks, the socks. at that time. Yeah. And... Um, Hamavadia brings down, is it safer? Talas advice. He says that uh, she can wear a robe that's loose. Imagine the Shulchan brings down not to go 
he says it's not a chapitza, the shach is mechalic between if it's, if it's tight or not tight, the clothing. Hamavada is mechal, no problem. Either put, he says, Put a, put a chatzitza between you and the people. In other words, take a sardin and some kind of sheet, put it around you. The husband can help out if there's no woman that can, that's there. There's no need that the user brings down. And, um, and, and if not, she can, wear, she can wear a robe. She can wear a loose robe that's not a chatzitza. Yeah, and, and, and I, I would just add on to this. It's, like, it's almost a little humorous. Like in Go Back a Thousand Years, what, they had these fancy boyrol gabe bar mikvahs. Boyer al Gabe Boyer with a boyer of noise limb and a boyer of, of this. A boyer there, no, they used to go in the rivers and, 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 and in the oceans and in the lakes. That's where they went, to the mikvah. It's like yeah, somebody asked right. me a shayla. A woman asked me, called me once with a shayla. She, she, she's traveling and the kitchen she has only has one sink. Is she allowed to use the oven? I said, what do you think? You think the Torah in the times of the Gemara, they had a mochiga side of the kitchen, uh-huh. a parva side of the kitchen, and a fleshing side of the kitchen. Very good. Well, it's been an honor to have you on. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me again. Thank you, Sarkar. Joining us is Rabbi Vram Khan. He's the Rav of Kahal New City. That's in New City, New York. That's in the outskirts of Muncie. He's also the Avbezdin of the Bezdin of New City. Welcome, Rabbi Vram. Thank you for having me. So, Rabbi Vram, can you send Shilas to a Rav through WhatsApp? You take a picture on an iPhone. You send it to the Rav. Would you paskin off of that or not? I think we're talking about a Midas Shaila, Mara. Shaila, right? Mara, yeah. I, would ne- I have never paskin the Mara Shaila on a, on a picture on WhatsApp. I've tried to look at many Shailas on WhatsApp to see if they look exactly the same as the naked eye seeing it on, on the Medica cloth, and I've never ever seen a close comparison at all. I think pictures uh, have to be the way pictures work much more machmer than the way it would look in the front of the naked eye. And also pictures also could miss certain stuff that, that, that would end up being maybe tummy, that, that the naked eye would determine tummy that a picture wouldn't. Because I know a Rav, both in Muncie, uh, who, who, we, who we've actually both known as well, a number of other Rabbanim who, who use WhatsApp to Paskin Shilohs. And I was surprised, but, but you said you wouldn't do it. I, I, again, when, when, when I was learning, when I was doing Shemesh and Hokusmi by Rabbanim and Eric Yisrael, that's when these, I mean, that's when these WhatsApps and these apps came out. And a lot of Rabbanim, especially Rabbanim who were known to be extremely lenient the Maris and had a Masayrov, they weren't able to practice their Masayrov through the camera. The way they hold the Mara, the way they bend the cloth, the way they look at it, the Shemesh not only on the color, the Shemesh on how to look, what to look for. There's a lot of Masayrov on what goes on with the cloth, how to put it in the sun and how to focus on how to create shade. None of these stuff you could do on a WhatsApp. So maybe like very simple Shilohs, maybe there are certain Rabbanim who get like so such simple Shilohs they think they could see it. But anything that's a real Shiloh, I, I've had a very hard time having Shemesh by Rabbanim who were able to teach one how to, how to look at something through a picture. It's just it's a, different, it's a different concept. Right. But you say simple Shilohs, would you pass in a simple Shiloh? Again, me personally, not because I've seen too many times that there could be such a small nuance that the naked eye could catch. Both Lakula and Lachumra, it doesn't make a difference that a picture can't catch. Okay. I mean, the whole, the whole, the whole Shulchan Aruch about, about looking at the Mara by the sun and creating yeah. a, a shade, it's, it's just impossible to do that on a picture. Yeah, it says, it says what does what the Washington Gemara says? Baini Amudi, or the Gemara says, uh, um, 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 
Bein Hamel at sale. I mean, Bein Hamel at sale. Get, getting, yeah. getting the light perfectly correct. There is a, there is a machlekes. You probably know there's a machlekes when the Shulchan Aruch and Simon Kuk Tavivov says that a person should make bedikas during the day. So there's a machlekes in that daily achrayim. The Shulchan Aruch is referring to the opinion that a bedika during Shemini Kings should be by day and not by night, which is a machlekes Rashi and Taisus. Or is he referring to you should see by day? That's the way you should look at a mara, and you should only look at it by day and not by night. A rav should look at it. And the reason why there's a machlekes because one the fundamental machlekes in Maris, and it's, it's, it's a huge machlekes between the Paiskim and the Maser, is how much are we machin bein dam ladam? Like, how much do we believe, do we have confidence that we can still tell when something is not what we call neitilat mimas? It doesn't have red in it. And there was a machlekes from the early achreinim on what brown institutes, but there's also machlekes on many, many, many different colors besides brown. And the Paiskim said, look, if you're machmer, then you can look at Maris by night because it's not going to make a difference. And those Paiskim that say, look, the halacha was talking about making a bedika by day and not looking at it by day. It was talking about the Shulchan who believed you have to be machmer and you can't be machmer by dam ladam, like the opinion of the Rosh in, in Kuf Teiches. But if you're, if you're more, let's say, like the opinion of the Yaivitz, that brown you could be makele on and that there are a lot of colors, like the Urbazna has a chuva on colors that are called Mamey three different types of pinks, and you could be mafkin, then there's a certain time that you have to look at the Mara, and that is a certain way, with the sun and with shade. So I guess there are bottom who are maybe very mafkin could use the apps, because they hold you not being mafkin. It's, it's just, it's just if, it's, if it's easy, it's easy, and if it's complicated, then it's probably usher. and there are bottom who are known more to have a certain to be lenient. I can't see them using an app, because they won't be able to use their expertise. The shemish in how to look at a Mara won't work on a picture. It just won't. Okay, I'm going to go through some random questions. Person's on vacation, or they're going on vacation, and could they? Are there times when tefillah is permitted? Biyom hashvi is tefillah by day ever permitted? They're going to be traveling the oh, next day. Oh, that's a great question. You know, that's a very like political question, right? There's a okay. huge machlekes. If there's a huge machlekes in America and in Israel, if mikvahs would be open, should open by day for somebody who is in a shasad chag. And there's a lot of history on how mikvah you are on the yom hashmini or the yom hashmini, which is a different gzera. The yom hashmini is that people shouldn't make mistakes and think you're able to go during the yom the Yemashi is a different Gezerah. It's al right? but it's a like close. Even if someone does it, it's like daughters in general, not someone's specific right. daughter. Right. Yemashi is a different Chumah. Yemashi is that being together is a Suffolk Daraisa because Shema Tervatis, there may be something right. besides her Shemitakim. And therefore, there's another Chumah. Not only don't be together, don't go to the Mikvah. Right. That Chumah, that Chumah, the Gemara mentions already four Kulas of when you're allowed to go by day. And the question is how to understand that those Kulas. So the Chazanish, and it's a letter. It's printed in the Shevet Alevi, a letter to Reb where Reb asked, and I, I hope I'm saying the Shiloh correct, Reb asked somebody who was going on a cruise on Yemashi, and if they were going to miss, if they weren't going to be able to go by day to the mikvah on Yemashi, they weren't going to be able to go for, let's say, two or three weeks because they were being on a boat. And it's, it's, that, that's the Shiloh of the Shasad Chagin. Chayla Gimel Semen Kofayin Oishay. Mamish that Shiloh, yeah. And there's also, it's also in Shiri Shevet Alevi, the Shurim that he put in Kuf, in, in, in Kuf Tzadi, in probably Kuf Tzadi Zayin over there. And over there, the Chazanish actually is machmer. The Chazanish learns up that the Gemara that says that you'll have to be makel is when things are for everybody in the city one type of oinus. Like there are lines that come out by night and they're dangerous to go out by night. For everyone that's a type of oinus, you could be makel. But in oinus, you can't. And Rav I think, if I call correct, argues right. on the Chazanish. 
And right. he says that he feels that that's enough of a Shasad Chak. So it became a question of what's considered enough of a Shasad Chak. So, for example, um, Shmuel first from Chicago says over there, Ramosha has a Chubal, where Ramosha's make on Yang Zion. If it's enough of a Shasad Chak, like the bungalow colony, that they're going to miss the of, of Friday night's Vila, they're making um, Rabbi Kemler, I know, printed in the Messiah's Moshe, Ramosha's grandson, that they never saw Ramosha actually practically be Mekel, so they don't know what the guidelines are. When, yeah, when not. I'll, I'll be myself to that. I'll be myself to that. There's a Rabbi David Feinstein set over in 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 Staten Island. There was no mikvah for many years. So the, the if somebody needed tefillah bashvi on on Friday night, there's nothing they could do. So they asked Rabbi Moshe if they could be simach on his heter to be tayvul bashvi, and he said no. Oh wow. Okay. So that I, I heard that from Rabbi Tam. I never heard that name of Rabbi Feinstein. Yeah. And I know. I know. I know. Rabbi Feinstein. Rabbi yeah. I know Rabbi Shmuel first is adamant that he uses the hefter and he tells people in certain cases by Yemashi. But again, it's wait, wait, wait. What the level? So, wait. So when he says he uses it, he uses it like in a bungalow colony, or he uses it when somebody's going on a cruise, which is a much different thing. Somebody's going on a trip where they're not going to be able to go to the mikvah for the next few weeks. One is Rabbi, pushing Rabbi, it off. Rabbi first. Rabbi first holds that the way he, the way he teaches over this. Talmudim, the way he understands the Ramosha, that it's not, he, his Lashem is always, Ramosha is not a huge hetter, it's not a big chiddush. It's just saying that whenever there's a Shas of Chag, you can make it on something that's a Suffolk of a Suffolk, something that's a real Chumrah. And therefore, a Shas of Chag is with Firois, Eme Hadayin, with the Rav. The Rav calls up, knows that the couple is somebody who's dealing with specific issues. And if they're not going to go Friday, they're not going to go Friday night, and they miss it. Or there could be a question of ovulation, whatever the Shas of Chag, still use the Ramosha versus other Talmudim of Ramosha would say, we never saw Ramosha use it for such lean things, and therefore they won't use it. What's interesting is that Rafayan Greenblatt, the river of Rafayan, has a bunch of tubes where he's machmer, and he says, we never saw Ramosha be Mako, but there's a new tube that's not printed in his Sefer, where he wrote to a Sefer, it's called Chokuzman. I forgot what the Balmachabra, the Sefer is called. Chokuzman, where he writes a letter that he's changing his mind, fascinating, he's changing his mind from being machmer, because he had a chasm and kala, who had a chupas midam, and the tefillah fell out Friday night, and she wouldn't go to the mitzvah Friday night, Shabbat Shabbat because of her makeup and other issues, and he told them that they can't go Friday, day they should wait for Matzah Shabbat, and they ended up being mitzvah in a chumr, in a isser karas, in a isser, in a isser deraisa mamash, and he says, in Kamalahabah, he's changing his style of tasking on these shayras, it's printed in the Sefer Chokuzman, he's being much more lenient. So it's really totally who is this? Rabbi Greenblatt's being lenient. Rabbi, Rabbi, Rabbi Greenblatt in a tshuva to the Sefer Chokuzman. It's printed in his Sefer Chokuzman. Someone from Kiryat Sefer. I forgot what his name is. A beautiful Sefer on Yidah. So there are a lot of Rabbanim. I know in Yushalayim, certain mikvahs were mekel, certain amachim. I know in Muncie, it's almost impossible to get a, a, a public mikvah to be open by day. I think of Nice Lusson Square, who was the married after many mikvahs, was extremely machim on Tila Begayim. There are places who are extremely machim, like it's Yer Valyavar. And, um, in those towns, it's almost impossible to get a mikvah open. In certain communities, like I said, first and other big rabbanim, they're mikvah. It's everyone's totally in their role. But it's it's the subject that the Chazanish and Rabbanim discuss over there. And how so here's a question I want to ask you: Who should be deciding the halachic questions of tefillah? The rav in charge of the mikvah? Or the rav of the person titling? That is such a good question. You know, I learned, I learned, I did Shemesh by Rav Nerik himself from the Eid Haredi, Sir Isaac Kahano. And he was in charge of the mikvah, Zupnik's mikvah, a very prominent mikvah. And he happened to have a chumrah. He believed that stitches, self-dissolving stitches, are considered a chasitza. Even though Rabbi Zalman was mekel, and Rabbi actually was mekel, and many places are mekel, he, for some odd reason, felt the self-dissolving stitches are, are, are chasitza. And a lot of people in Yerushalayim, you know, they, they, they know that there's a psak, and they used to come to him by the mikvah saying, oh, I have stitches, self-dissolving stitches. And this is what he used to do. He used to walk to one of his them and he used to tell them, look, there's a lady calling with a shayla, and other places are mekel. Could you go tell her that she could go be mekel? And his Talmudim used to turn to him, and happened to be many of them, like, the Rav is machmer, like, he says, yeah, but she's 
my job is to make sure the lady goes to the mikvah. I'm machmas. I'm just passing the phone to somebody else. And I can even tell you that I've seen many times where he couldn't find Talmudim around him, that he used to tell them, oh, if Swin Islam used to be Mekel, or a boy is Mekel when a boy was alive. So I can't tell you whose job it is, but the Messiah that I've seen from many Rabbanim was to try their best to get a lady to the mikvah. And if they couldn't be Mekel themselves, either they didn't have those, those Kachis or that Messiah or that Shemus, they sent to the Rabbanim who were Mekel. It was never a thing, at least in Eretz Yisoba, the Rabbanim who I learned by, to, to, to fight on who's going to go be Machimur. That, that was never a schus that anybody was fighting. So when you say that in Mansi you can't get a, a mikvah, let's say for Yayim Hashvi, because they're not saying Machad Ramosh's sock or Avaz's sock, my question would be is why are they doing that? Like, who, what, what, what authority are they doing it on that they say, I own the mikvah? So it's a very good question. It's a very good question. Um, I think, again, I'm not talking for myself. I'm talking for, for these for these daily placekins. I think every mikvah has to create ground rules. Like, do we allow single girls to go to the mikvah? Do we allow girls to go without doing chafifa to the mikvah? Or right, so let's, or but let's go, through, let's go through that one by one, okay? When, no, but before, before, before we go through it, just the idea of who has that... No, but, I, but, but I, I understand, but I think there's a difference. I think, let's say, a mikvah says we don't want sulis going, right? We don't want single mm-hmm. girls. Pshat is, it's, it, this could create a real and a real Rifian, there's no halachic reason why Absula should be going to a mikvah, right? So, whereas the Yom Hashvi, there could be that there's a real, there's a, something urgent and a person has to go. And halachically, everybody's mind if there's a real oinus, a, a real pressing oinus, you know, maybe they're going to be makbul. Even some cipher who, let's say, Ramosha was more makeable than who says you could do it, he says you can't go home, you have to. Okay, so mm-hmm. there are ways it could be done that mutal halacha. Would you say that the same Rav who, who doesn't allow people into the mikvah the Yom Hashvi, that they would say that if you in a store and somebody wants to buy, you know somebody's not so from and they're buying Basa and Chalav don't sell it to them because maybe they're going to go cook at home. I mean, there's, there's a way, there's a way, one is a Chil Hashem and it can't be done beheta, whereas one is it absolutely can be done beheta, you just have a, a Chumrah, so why would you, what right do you have to put that Chumrah on the other person? That's my question. So it's a, it, you're right, you're right, you're 100% right, there is a big distinction. Now, I have Megillus in my answers, so I have to be very careful. I happen to have learned by the Rabbanim, both by Rabbi First from Chicago and Rabbanim in Eretz who in many cases, in many easy circumstances, including Rabbanim, who I learned by, was making on Yemesh. They were they were machmer like the Ramosha that the, that the couple shouldn't be. Making. But it's not just it's not just Jeremy. But it's not just Jeremy. There are many things. Let's say a woman comes to the mix and she says, "Listen, I I don't want you to do. I want you to just check my hair, nothing else." That's all. I don't. I have a rub. I have. I have a rub. My husband's a talmud. Does she have a right to say that? So it's, look, I, I looked into the Shiloh from when I was in Eretz Yisrael, and it was in Eretz Yisrael was very complicated because I'll even tell you more chumras. There is a few mikvahs in Eretz Yisrael that if a lady has a nova ring, which is a certain type of contraceptive birth control, and there's a machloikis hapoistin, if you have to make bedikas, if you have to take the nova ring out, including the shiloh by the hafsiktaira, the regular bedikas during shivnikim, aleph and zayin, and by chafifa, and there's a machloikis hapoistin. I mean, the Yeshua in the publication wrote a, a bunch about this, and there are certain mikvahs that the rabbanim who are machma and believe that you have to take the nova ring out, they have a sign in the mikvah that says these words, like, if you have the nova ring, please speak to the bailinit. And when you speak to the bailinit, they'll say, who's your rub? And if you say a rub who's known to allow the nova ring in while you make the because those mikvahs wouldn't allow people to go to the mikvah. Crazy. And it was a huge controversy years ago. It was a huge Crazy. controversy years ago in Eretz And when I did research, it was a very complicated topic. I found in Nitziv, a very interesting Nitziv, within Nitziv field, the nation of Dover, that he wants to be mako on, not, not, on being mako on a certain chafifa with, I think, with, with nail polish and also with shivnikim. And he says like this. He says, for a yachid to paskin, 
for Yochid to paskin and, and, and basically tell the Yochid, you know what, over here we have to be Mekel. So that seems to be somehow okay. Maybe there's certain cases where you could be Mekel in Shasim Chag, even though the Shulchan Aruch says you should be, you should be Machmer, you could be Mekel. But to paskin something for a tzibur, or that's going to be represented for a tzibur, he says it's like doing a surgery. You have to be extra, extra, extra careful. Now, what does that mean when you're passing for a tzibur? For example, Rav Shleim Zalman Orbach is printed in the Madani Shleimah from, from the Rav of Texas. I forgot what his name. He was a very, very big Rav. Um, he was a very big Rav in Texas who had Shemesh Barab Shleim Zalman, and he asked him a bunch of coolest to Bali Chuvis. Like, could they start first just keeping neither before they keep Shiva And in many of the coolest that he brings down there, Rav Shleim Zalman says, look, they could do these coolest, but tell them not to make a bracha when they go to the mikvah. And he's masber that they should know that this is not the way the Messiah was given over of the Anhug of Tefillah, how it should be done. There's a reason why Tefillah is supposed to be done by night. Many reasons why. And the more you learn the studio, the more you understand. The question is, how easy do we give up that fight? Yes, I happen to have learned by Rabban. And we said, look, the Indian of going Bidaska at night, we understand it is a strictly halachic thing of Shemitur Vatista and it's strictly halacha. Those Rabbanim are much more lenient like Ramosha Feinstein. Then there's other Rabbanim who say, no, this is changing the Messiah. If she's only willing to go by night, this is a big problem. If we're being lenient for, for easy reasons, it's going to change the whole massive and Kali. So, and there's a strict reason why the Messiah is to go by night, and we're not going to check it unless it's a really extreme reason. And the question is, for me to go to someone else's mikvah, even though I might disagree and I might say, look, you know, I think you should be mikvah, but he has a certain hanhaga and a serve, how to run a mikvah. It's very hard to criticize that person and, and, and say, look, you know, this is a line that I feel is easy to cross when they want to say, no, these are our lines. We don't want well, to... Well, so here, here's the thing. I mean, you do have the concept, Marshall, the Gemara says by, uh, you know, Asher to Rebbe Lezer. There were no to Rebbe Lezer. And, uh, and, and the Ritva says, I'll say Sasser. In his place, there was a Zen. Like I said, you do have a concept of Asher. Or, or the Gemara in Shabbos, like Barbara Shim in the same thing. The Gemara says, Mishim Kvaydid Rabbi Yechen and Loi Havi Yavid, even to a certain extent, that's a concept in, the, in Bnei Brak. Like they used to do things according to the Chazanish. Right, so you do have that concept, the Halacha. But, but already, you know, prior Paiskim, the Prichadesh and Archashulchan, they bring that Bismanenu, there's no such a thing that, like, you know, a, a, a Rav Paskins for this town or for this area. They said that already, there's a, they bring Rias, that it's. Yeah, but Ramosh has a truth about a mikvah that there was, there was a question to make a mikvah. Even if Vloy brings it down, his safer pitch in the toys. It's the only Ramosh he brings down, actually, that, that discusses a mikvah that wants to make a takana that no men could use the mikvah because ladies are nervous that once men are going to use the mikvah, even, um, then. Then, then it's just not going to be maintained the way they want it, so they're going to be uncomfortable. And Rabbi writes, even though there could be a chiv, an obligation, a certain key for men to go, like almost like another, but a mix is allowed to make tsunami, allowed to make takanas on what they feel best for their community. But I, mean, but I, I think, I, I would say, I would respectfully say, Rav Khan, that there's a difference between saying, we don't want men to use a woman's mikvah, so this is not a halacha thing. This is a procedural thing. We think that they're going to leave a mess behind and it is and that. Of course, a, a mikvah is a lot of have its rules, right? We want people who have a certain cleanliness. We don't want somebody of the opposite gender, etc., etc. But to say we paskin like this and not paskin like the other, that's I think that's a very different type of a shaila. I, I, again, I agree. I agree. And I struggle with it. I struggle well, no, but with I'm, but I'm, I But I am struggle. pointing out that there is in the Rishayinim already the concept of in, in the Astrid Rebelezer, they, they, they passed like Rabbi Lezer. Asked Rabbi Shimon, they only passed like Rabbi Shimon, and because of that, they were Meirach Yamim. Right? So you do have in the Gemara this concept, and the question is, do you still have that Bismanazek? If somebody say, look, it's true, you have a Rav. Maybe, think, a, Rav, maybe a, a Mikvah has a din of the Asrei of the, of the Meirachai Rav of the Mikvah. Look, I'm looking I, for I, halachic, I trying to find a halachic, you know, comparison to something that's done that seemingly, you know, could you imagine going into a shul and the Rav says, I'm sorry, uh, you can't dive in here because you eat chal of, chal of Stam. 
in this show we were machbit and, and, and it's like a mikvah. You can't come in and, and, and drink halofta. I mean, which you can't, or or you shave, or you, uh, I don't know, 200, you eat this in this shita. Right, so you wouldn't do that, but in a mikvah we find it. Uh, so that's it's it's an interesting so phenomenon, I no? It, it is an interesting phenomenon, but I, I look at it very very different. I look first of all, if a mikvah is first of all an opportunity, it's possible. There's a way to tell people no. A shul is much more complicated, so maybe that's why it doesn't happen. But more than that, I really think a lot of people, especially the more the more you know we evolve and the further we're going to go, we're we're soon going to start forgetting more our Messiah, but we're also going to forget what's important about our Messiah. And it could be we're going to start looking at certain stuff. For example, maybe right now it's a double posture that single girls shouldn't go to the mikvah. And you're saying it like a double posture. I can tell you communities that would be shocked at what you're saying. What do you mean? Even, even a Chubas revulsion. I think it's even tough chaf hey, the Ramah brings it down to Kofi Gimel that has a discussion. Maybe we should be making for single girls. It was a discussion. Why, and the discussion why, how to learn the revulsion. Why are they going to the mikvah in these communities? A hundred percent. They're going to be over. In okay, so that's, so that's... So it's a Chilol Hashem, no? No, but the Rivash doesn't say that. You see, the Rivash asked the Shiloh, the Ramah decides to bring it down at Simon Kofi Gimel, which Lachar almost has no relevance to Simon Kofi Gimel. All the Ramah says at the end of Simon Kofi Gimel, which is the Halach of Hargashas, the Ramah says, the Enchilid ben Penuyah in Asuya, like in Karas. There's no difference between a Penuyah and Asuya, I and Rivash. But if you look at the Rivash, the Rivash is discussing, why don't we make a Takana for single girls to go to the mikvah? Because they'll save themselves from an Isser Chomer to an Isser Kalm. The Rivash says, we don't make Takanas to save people from Isurim if they're doing Isurim. That's not what we do, and he brings a riot from that. There are Paiskim who understand the Rivash to say, and I can tell you, big Paiskim, I don't know if they want their name to be before I, I don't, my, my, sorry, it's not like this. They say, look, it's not a Takana, we shouldn't make an announcement to single girls. But of course, convince single girls one on one to go to the mikvah, because the, the, these are Shilas of Ben Nidah, these are Shilas of Aver Hamura Gedolim Oy that are happening in Kali So there's already Machlegis on guidelines based on the Rivash from Rishen. What are the guidelines for a mikvah? Do we allow someone not to do Hafiz and go into the mikvah, not to do Ian Aguf? There are a lot of girls. Girls, especially Leilenu, they went through a type of abuse that even having someone check that they're going to the mikvah is horrific. They were shy. Was, Can we just put a video camera and then after we'll check on the video camera? And then Paiskin said, well, but they say this is a, a non-Jew is not them to check that you went down in the water. So maybe we could be making on the husband. Maybe he should check it. They're placing to try to work at Aces to make people very, very, very comfortable, but without crossing the line of what we respect Tyrus and the represents. Now, my place in the Messiah that I learned by, they don't think it's the most important thing to go by night. They think by night is just because of Shema Tervatista, so they're make like Ramosha. But the place in the think maybe there's a different Indian. I think there's a Chuba from the Satmarov, or in the name of the Satmarov, where a Giyaris didn't want to go by night. They didn't want to go by night. And the Satmarov said, it could be, even though it might be just a Chubra, but it could be her, she's not Giyaris. She, she didn't do a proper Giyaris. If she's not being masculine to Makabal, as a need to even go to the mikvah by night. She was scared to go out by night. She had some phobia. It could be that it's part of our Messiah that. Melchila of Zava happens at night, and it's extremely important, and we should fight for it. And other places say we shouldn't, and I think that's a machlekes. I don't know if it has to do with Asher Demar. I don't know if anyone's taking that into effect. I think they're thinking, what are our guidelines of the mitzvah? What do we want people to know about our mitzvah and keeping that structure? Because there's definitely a pirtza in Gans Tire Samashpacha on how important it is. It might have been too complicated that people don't want to keep it, which place can discuss making it too complicated that people don't want to keep him. Of course, we have to work and make with a, with a huge sensitivity to make the mikvah accessible to everybody, but also protecting what our guidelines are. In Muncie, the mikvah's guidelines are by day is a Yarag Valyav. It's like it's, you can't go. So there are mikvahs, I think, in other towns. Who, 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 who runs the mikvahs? Like, who's in charge of the mikvahs in Muncie? I don't know who's actually practically in charge. I know that Mr. Hapsak was from Rav Naishlas, who was the Dayan in Skvar, who built many mikvahs and was, did it, did it 
also, he has a lot of Talmudim who were neat on Tyrus and Mishpach by him. A lot of the Rabbanim and Muncie were Talmudim of Rav Naisla, so they kept that Mahalach HaPesach. I never spoke to him about it, but he was known to be a going on, and things were very, very thoroughly sought out by him. And this is a principle he made. Could, does it have to, could it be changed? Very possible, but you need a lot of Rabbanim to decide this is something they want to change. Now, again, the, the, the best part is, I don't know if communities have to change. It's not like we live in, in, in Honolulu. We live in New York. There are many communities that allow people to go by day. And if someone's private rough tells them to go by day, I don't know if they have to go to their mikvah, which is Nachman, and say, hey, we're upset at you that you're not stoned soon. Maybe travel 25, 30 minutes, which there is that possibility, especially in Muncie, to go to mikvahs that allow, if someone's rough allows it. So I don't know if it's the mikvah's fault. I think there's, the mikvahs know that there are other mikvahs that allow it, that they don't have to change their, I don't know, I guess their guidelines or their messiah. So let me ask you that. Um... If a woman says, I don't want somebody being by me, I just want being b- 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 uh, my sarnev, which is what the Shulchan Aruch says, by the way, the Beis Yosef says, all you need is a, I mean, do the mikvahs accept that or not? Yeah, they, 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 it used to be there were times that the mikvahs didn't accept it. I would say, even 10 years ago, there were times that mikvahs, like the Bailanists used to get like Muslim shoes and from Rabbanim and Rebbe's, like, it's your job to be shamer, and if not, you're going to get them, and they were a little bit themselves OCD about it. I think there were enough complaints to Rabbanim and Kali, so cool. Rabbanim criticized a lot of the Bailanists, and now they're, they're, now they're not extra mikvahs, and even, even in the most Hasidic mikvahs, they, they, they do Ian on the Cyrus, and they allow you to do the Ian on the own Cyrus or the own person. They just want to make sure that when you go into the water, everything is under, under, under the water, and that they won't be shamer on a non-Jew or a video camera. But the, the regular, if the person says they did full kafifa and they put their hands through their hair and they know that there's no thing, they won't even check the hair if the person says they don't want it to be checked. Well, the hair, you have to check the hair if it's if sat under yeah, the water. The, the, the Shogadar says either that or you have to wear a net, but that's a bit of the evidence. No, no, that's, 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 to check, that's, not, that's not to check That's not to check a chasita under here. That's to check if the hair went under the water. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Gone. Oh, they yeah, are, yeah, but that's what I'll tell you. Go, go into yeah. the water and, 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 and they'll wait two, three seconds to make the person comfortable. Again, people have to also not be shy. It's difficult to tell the violinist. And I get the complaints very, very often. I call the violinist. They sound like shocked. We didn't know. Some people, everyone has different things that they're comfortable with. But if a lady has an extra sensitivity, she has to make sure she goes to a mikvah where maybe the violinists are extra, extra sensitive or extra trained in sensitivity. She can't go to a mikvah where a majority of people go and they're, they're doing it much more rushed and much more fast and they're known for that and then say, oh, it didn't work to my sensitivity. But the, the, the violinists became much more, already in Yerushalayim for sure, even in America, much more sensitive and well-trained in understanding that there's certain people who have, who, who have sensitivities and they have to be sensitive. They don't have a choice and they are. Now, why, why do you say there are, you wouldn't Neman to use, let's say, a video camera for SAR if the SAR is in the water? Is it just too hard to see in a camera? No, no, we checked. We, we actually did a few tests with high-resolution cameras and it worked. The story was in Nebuchadnezzar around seven years ago, there was a, a girl who, who got caught not going to the mix. She had a fear of water and she was scared to tell her husband. Um, she couldn't even take baths. She only was able to take showers and it came to the mikvah. So the first time she went as a caller, you know, she went with her mother and, and everything was done properly. But after she was just lying and it was already two, three years and I think the husband was chayshish again, either some, I don't know, fifth sense he was chayshish and he one time followed her and he followed her to not going to the mikvah when it was discovered, which was, it was we're talking about this is a huge issue. That, so what does, that do, what does that have to do with, what does that have to do with the camera? So we, what, what we, she then asked us if we could, so she's willing to start going to the mikvah if it could be a video camera. So right. first we went to, we first we went to Ravaz and we made an appointment by Ravaz and discuss it with him and Ravaz said first we should come with all the resolutions of the camera, like show different, you know, and we did. We did a bunch of different shots in different areas of how it could be that the here could clearly be under the water. And then Ravazna had a very difficult time when the Shulchan Aruch said that a guy, a non-Jew, is not believed to say the here went fully under. If a video camera would have, is there a special thing that you need to use for? You, need, you, would have, you would have to be Maguire the video camera? 
no, since that's not possible, maybe we see, now that we see that it's not a factual halacha, because on facts, non-Jews are nemon, we see there's a special halacha over here that a Jew is nemon, and a non-Jew is not nemon, is that special halacha excluding anybody who's not a non-Jew, which would even be a video camera? Why is it going on nemon? Just to repeat to Jew, yeah, I check, masiach with tumai. Since that is that extra humor from the rush that the Beisheshah brings down, Ravazna felt that he couldn't be making on a camera until someone explained him why a camera wouldn't go into this halakha, which nobody was able to do that one yet. But that's something I know that they were... Let me ask you on. something. Is, the, I'm saying, but it, 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 he holds it like a day real, like a chalois, like no, like, like he didn't, kiddushin? No, he didn't make it so difficult. I remember, I remember how he said it. I was there. He said like this. He said, someone has to explain me with a good explanation of why a guy is not Neman and a Gid is Neman. And if that explanation... Hello, it's, it's, hard to, it's, hard to, it's hard to explain why a guy is a Neman? Yeah, why is a guy not Neman over here? Messiah Lefi Tumai, to say okay. under the water. Messiah Lefi Tumai is, is... A guy has no Nemanus. Messiah Lefi Tumai is a Heta. It's not a Vachatchila, Messiah Lefi Tumai. Again, again, if... Messiah Lefi Tumai is an Eitza. Somebody who's not a Neman, by Messiah Lefi Tumai, we could figure out a way to say over here he's Neman. Okay, it's all fine. But it's not a Vachatchila, Messiah Lefi Tumai. So it could be it could be that would be a Svara. It could be that that would be a Svara that would then be Machalik between a guy and a Yid and say then a camera is Neman. I don't think Ravazna understood Masiyah Lutitumai like that. I think Ravazna understood Masiyah Lutitumai is a full, regular, regular Nemanus, and therefore he was upset why a guy is not Neman, and when a guy is not Neman, then how do we know a camera should be Neman? Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. And he, look, he was a Pisces yeah. God, there's nothing to talk about. He was, but again, again, I, 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 I'll, I'll, to, to be very, very honest, I don't think this was a Maskana thing. This people came to him and they pushed him to, you know, for, for, the, for the two, three stories that were happening. It could be, he would say, you're right, you know, a camera is Neman. I know he was bothered by two things. A, is a camera different and then a guy, and B, since the camera's only saying Avis after she checks it, when she comes out of the water, does that have the same din as checking it while it's happening, but is that the same halakha of the Those are two things that he was, he was perplexed on, and he didn't, he didn't, he, he wasn't pushing himself because it wasn't such a major Shiloh to push himself for an answer. He said, anybody comes up with a good explanation, then we'll, then we'll revisit the Shiloh, and nobody, in my time, nobody did. But um, there, there's, there, there's, he definitely pushed himself, or also pushed himself tremendously when he felt that there was a shot of Chicago or something to be made on. I mean, the only reason to be, the only reason to ask for a camera would be for the people who are very highly sensitive. Otherwise, there's no reason to be, you know, to change what's been done hugger for, you know, for so many thousands of years, you know. But when so, you're talking so about I, people I, who are. I agree. I think now, again, again, I, 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 I haven't revisited the Shiloh of the camera for a long time, so I'm scared now over the phone to say something. But I do think that there are daily Rabbanim right now who would find, who would find the cool of the ladies who are, who are extremely sensitive, especially anybody who went through trauma. They'll, 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 they would, they would revisit the Shiloh. I haven't been involved. I haven't gotten too many questions like this recently, especially that in, in Muncie, I don't know how familiar she knows, but Muncie has a mini, a lot of communities, that a lot of people have private McFlurries at home. I don't know how familiar you, and you know this, and a lot of the ladies use the private mikvahs, they call a friend to be the violinist, so their people are more comfortable. So ladies who went through abuse find themselves private mikvahs to go to. Um, so the people work out, people have eights, and the eights are not always changing the psaac when you can be creative and figure out an eight that, that sticks with the messiah instead of, instead of figuring out how to change it. Rabbi Avram, it's always an honor to have you on with us. Thank you so Thank much you for your time. Thank you very much. All Kul the best. Joining us from Tom's River, New Jersey, is Rabbi Moshe Rotberg. He's the uh, Rav of Kahal Zuchar and Yecheskel. He's also uh, a Magachir for the Lakewood and Orem Hasoiva Moshe for the Hatzala of those cities. And he does the crisis management for Hatzala. He's also an LCSW. And I've heard that the Rabbanim in Lakewood and other areas, when they have a Shaila about somebody who has OCD issues, uh, by Tefillah, he is the reference. Uh, he is the uh, point person. Welcome, Rabbi Rotberg. 
Thank you so much for having me on. So, Rabbi Rotberg, you're the expert for uh, OCD and tefillah. Can you give us some examples of where people struggle and afterwards what halachic resolutions or, or solutions there may be for it? Yes, yeah, so I, I think as, you know, it's important to keep in mind that when we talk about the word OCD, it's, um, you know, people throw the word around so lightly today. Somebody who keeps a very clean car could say, oh, I'm OCD about my car. But we're talking about there are people that have such debilitating OCD. As a matter of fact, actually, from the, the, the top 20 disabilities in America, well, OCD was one of them. I mean, this is, for some people, it's absolutely debilitating. So, you know, it ranges from tremendous fear of chatzita, of people, you know, people making sure, am I clean, am I not clean, not being able to get out of the water for hours and hours before they go to the mikvah because maybe I had, I had a chatzita, maybe something happened. Um, you know, what, what is considered a chatzita? Maybe there's a little spot on me. How, how far do we have to go? And what about that? It, it, there's no end to the amount of, of, you know, somebody who has OCD. Some things which could be sound so trivial to anybody else, to them could be completely debilitating and to the point where they're going to avoid it absolutely 100% they will totally avoid it because they don't want to get involved in it. And, if they, and, and, and this is something which is... Um, Every single person with OCD, people think that, you know, from people, there's, you know, religious OCD. It's not, it's not what it's about. These are people that are suffering with a disorder. And if it wouldn't be about um, some sort of Yiddishkeit thing, whether it's Chatzitza, whether it's whatever, whatever the issue is, or Kedusha, Tahara, it would be about something else. It's not necessarily a, a, a Yiddish thing. But those are typically the Shilas that come up. And, I mean, just two questions, just as, a, as an ignorant layman, is, is this a common thing? Like, I've, I, I honestly, I've rarely heard, met or, to my knowledge, heard about it. So, um, you know, if you take a base medrash of 100 people, there's a very good chance that there's a few of them in every one of those Batim Midrashim that are suffering with it. I've seen at times, I've been in Batim Midrashim where I've noticed people and I've actually approached them and said, look, it looks like you're struggling with whatever this, you know, with, with some sort of OCD, however I worded it. And more often than not, they look at me and say, yeah, either I know and I'm getting care or I know, but I should be doing something about it. It is so common okay, in the average so, classroom with this. So, Rothberg, so I'm a Rav, I call you, that there's somebody in my community who is terrified of going to the mikveh because of either chatzitza or or sar or any one of the or they'll stay in the mix for, for, for twelve hours, whatever the case may be. What do what do you tell me? I'm the rav. I, I'm, I I graduated either BMG or whatever yeshiva or YU. And I, I have no idea. What, what do I tell you? Know what, what would you tell me? Right. So you know it's interesting that the, the Ramban in in the, in the Ramban already writes in the end of he talks about that a person should not be extra machmer to look for all types of fakers when it comes to um, when it comes to tefillah and things like that because he says so this is not this is not a new this is not a new concept I don't believe so what I would tell the Rav is the number one is that a Rav needs to be well versed in what it's like to, to, to have to be talking to somebody that has OCD it is you cannot be answering Shilas, or the Rav is not Machoyif, or he could say, okay, you know, this is something which uh, go to this and this person to answer the Shilas. What I would tell the Rav, if I was trying to train the Rav in this, is a few things. Number one, there's no maybe, there's no Efshir, there's no Lachatchila, it could be, there's no such thing. We talk about this is a Shas Hatcha Gadol. So in other words, if the more things could be black and white, in, in, um, in making very strict gedarim, we don't do more than this, we don't do more than this, and, and then there's no svekas. Okay, but if I'm not sure, can I call back? No, there is no, 
unsure. If you did this, this is enough. If it's very, very concrete, literally a, a tiling, no more than this amount of time. So like you said, you know, someone goes into the mikvah and he's there, you know, the whole area of Yom Kippur because he's, he's concerned maybe he didn't, you know, that would be a very concrete amount of time. You're going to be in the mikvah for, you know, no more than 30 seconds or 90 seconds and come out. It's got to be very concrete. When we tell people, that they are sheetahs. Someone with OCD just heard and I may be a Russia or maybe I didn't do the right thing if I didn't do because it's Yeshayman. That's a very, very important thing to be very extremely black and white about it. And this so is you have, kind of digress the right thing. So, but Rabbi Rotberg, as a rabbi who gets these shilas, do you have like a tear sheet? Here is what, uh, Rabbi so-and-so, you're calling me up. This is, an, this is way beyond your pay grade. I'm going to send you a list. Question, how long to stay in the mikvah? It's 30, 90, whatever it is, absolutely no more. It's asa to do more. Chatzitza, this is the maximum we have to do. Nails, like... Do you, have you ever thought of writing something up to for, for the thousand Rabbanim who don't have LCSWs and get these shilas? Maybe a yeah, few right. times a year, and, 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 and how do you teach? can't teach somebody the whole sugi. You just say, here it is, it's written up, boom. Right. So, so first of all, I do have something. Um, I do have something for myself I have written up, which I, I shared with other people. But, you know, what's tricky here is that no, no, no two OCDs were, were, were created the same. Conceptually, they're the same, but for so many people, it manifests itself differently. More often than not, these people have therapists. They, they are in therapy. And a lot of times I have them, you know, have your therapist call me and I'd love to have a conversation together. Because this is a, a game changer for, for these people who are suffering so brutally and and. And sometimes the therapist will say, well, here's where this person gets stuck. So if I know that this is where the person is getting stuck, I'm going to focus a lot more in that area. What is the most, what is the, the minimum that a person has to do? What is just a chumrah? And if I know what area where they're getting stuck, then I have a much easier way of where to focus on it. But I actually do have, a, have such a sheet with the amounts of time and things like that. That is it's a great idea, and I, and I do have it. So we'll maybe give your email address when we're done. So if a Rav wants to reach you, we can. Now, are there, um, does, does the halacha change for somebody with OCD? Like, do you say, okay, does this cooler we use, or that cooler we use? Can you give us an example? Yeah, I mean, whether, whether halacha changes or not. I know, shouldn't say change is the wrong word. Does the, does the effectuation of halacha change because we're using a cooler that we ordinarily wouldn't use? Yeah. So I, I think that's, you know, it's interesting that the stipler in kind of diggers to the end of kind of diggers that deals with a lot of these shilas. And, um, and, and it's, it's very clear that, that if, besides the Rambani quote in Mitzvah from the stipler, that there's always this concept that we say that it can't, you know, we were not in a doctic in ways that, that it's, a human being can't, can't just can't um, see it or can't overcome it. Somebody with OCD is is for them any gray areas or creating these svekas for them is Now so much so and you've been different slurs given about um, and some people are more extreme about it because OCD can lead to psychosis. It could lead if it's untreated or gets out of control. You know some people have argued maybe someone could become suicidal. I'm not convinced that that's the case. So they want to compare that to Misha, to Labrador Aladas, that if somebody took, if someone is, 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 being, is forcing someone to become irreligious on Shabbos, that you're allowed to be Machal Shabbos on their behalf. The remote the, 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 the end of Shin Exactly, exactly. So these people want to make that comparison. I'm not convinced that, that we're talking about, I guess in extreme cases, yeah, but in the typical cases, I'm not too convinced that that's what it is. But certainly, you know, it's Yosem Mikol Memoinoy. I mean, the, the amount of anguish and pain, this falls under the question of how much does a person have to suffer in order to be Mekayim Mitzvah. And, you know, is it Yosem Mikol Memoinoy? That's for us, so, that's for an essay, but some of these could be shadows of, of, of Loisa's 
Right, for sure. So when it comes to that, I mean, obviously, there are people that take a more an extreme position, like I said, and talk about that. Well, but give me an example of a cooler that you would say somebody with OCD should you would allow in in the appropriate time, whereas for other person we wouldn't. Just so we could be, right. So, so in other words, if let's say you take, if, if you know, if, if let's say somebody is is very mocked on certain nails as being a, a chatzita, um, but for somebody that to them that is such a big deal and it's 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 such a tremendous anxiety about it, and there are places that say that that's okay. So with some of those OCD, we'd say just don't. That's even, a great example. So let me just to fill in the island if they're not on top of these things. The the base Yosef is, and I think Kuftadi Kess where he says that our minig is we cut our nails, even though it may not be a chatzitza long nails, part of your body, just like your hair is, since something could get under it, we cut it. It's, it's our minig, the Beis Yosef says. And Ramah is, and we've accepted it as already such a chumrah that you would have to go to the mikvah again, right? Which is not like the Beis Yosef, right. and I don't know if the Sephardim yeah. disagree, I'm going to have a Sephardish or on Aleskim. But already the Achiezer has a tshuva, where he says a manicure, since it's Lenoi, he's moderate. Not, not to everybody, but but the yeah, evidence says somebody has a manicure and they don't want to take care of the manicure. He says uh, that's fine. So Rabbi Rotberg is saying that since we already have an achiezer that says that he's matarit, and it's really a, a minig, it's not like mi'ikaradin, uh, beis yosef, and achiezer is matar. For somebody who has OCD, you tell them to cut their nails, they'll spend the next hour cutting the tips of their fingers off, or maybe the next day cutting the tips of their fingers off. In such a case, it's certainly a b'diyevet, and will be simach on the heter of the achiezer. That's what you're saying, right? Exactly. Let me and ask you one. Yeah. Let me give you one last question. You know, there are a lot of call-in lines where you know people have they call Dayanim. Every town has, Lakewood has. I mean, Muncie has, and they're calling a rav and they're saying, "Do I have to do such and such?" Now, do the rabbanim have the experience of dealing with is somewhat of a you know, it's 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 a unique expertise. It's a it's a it's a curated expertise. OCD for Tila. I mean, are they? Should they answer the questions or should they say, you know, we have Rabbi Rothberg's number or somebody else, I mean, there may be more than one person in America who's an expert in this, and call Rabbi Rothberg because he really deals with this and it's, it's beyond my pay grade. I, I mean, what's your uh, opinion? 100% the grade. So, so first, they shouldn't call Rabbi Rothberg. There's many, many qualified, qualified Rabbanim, but the, the, the point who deal, of the question who deal is... With, who deal with OCD. Who are very familiar. A lot okay. of the Rabbanim okay. are very familiar. Both okay. Hashem. But I think it is, it's such a prevalent question. Even more than that is that people actually end up going, people with OCD especially, they go Rabbanim shopping. I had two weeks ago, someone called with a Shaila, which we got into Tfilah, and an individual quoted to me that Rabbi Forsheim, who's the Paisic of Lakewood, who's, you know, under, you know he's the, the, the head Paisic in Lakewood, and, and, and he, he said that I'm okay to do X, Y, and Z. Now, I'm listening to this individual, clearly full of anxiety, clearly full of OCD, and after two, three more questions, I, I realized that this was one of the most acute cases of OCD. And I was like, you know, so now, the, now the, there's no way for, for the, the rub, which, which, which he called, there's no way for that, that rub to know. He had no idea. And told him that the halacha, you know, to be machmer. Now, for this individual, though, I, this, and and she, this person already went to a few other rabbanim, and other rabbanim told told this individual, you don't have to be machmer. But they only heard that chumet. That's all they heard. You know, so I think that it's a very, very tricky thing. And I think that, 
without a doubt, it should be directed to somebody that, that understands OCD, understands the levels of OCD. There's many Rabbanim in Lakewood and Brooklyn and Muncie that are, are really, that understand it and should because this is a whole different Shulchan Aruch. And even more than that, they should not be scared. You know, Ramosha has a tshuva to uh, Menashe Klein, where Menashe Klein apologizes for arguing for, with Ramosha. Ramosha tells him, like, Sana Riv, you don't know such thing. You should argue. You should never be starved. Even the person is greater than you. When it comes to these showers, it's not even arguing on somebody who's, it's not even a shav arguing with somebody who's bigger than you. It's it's just that if if they if someone is unaware of the background information, they're not answering the Shiloh which is being asked to them. They're hearing the words, but the the, the crux of the Shiloh they're not getting. So therefore it's so important any Rav that picks up on this, either if he's qualified that he should deal with it, or they should direct him to somebody who has more of an understanding of it. So if somebody listening wants to um, reach out and ask you a Shiloh or they have a, a spouse who's OCD, male or female, w- w- how would, they, would you be comfortable giving them either an email or a number where they can reach you? I would, uh, I would, I would be fine sending, sending them, uh, giving you an email address that where, where they could reach out to me. But I would tell you that I am from, you know, I'm not as uh, available as many people. There are so many Rabbanim that Boksham are are aware of it. If you want me to give you an email address, I can. If you want to, pull, I don't. I'm no, not so give us, you'll share with us an email address. So, if you'd like to email me, my email address is mrotsburglsw at gmail dot com. That's mrotsburg, r o t b e r g l s w at gmail dot com. I try to respond to emails as soon as I can. I can't promise that I check it all the time and respond as quickly as I should, but I certainly would try. By Rothberg, thank you very much for your time. Thank you for the opportunity. Hatzlacha. Kalta. So the first riddle we asked was, Ve'ela Meshpatim, Sarashi says, that you're not allowed to go to Arkois, and if you do it, it's Kil Oivir And we asked a question. We said, Dina the Malchusa, the Dvaravram, brings from Rishayinim, that it's a Daraisa. So if the courts legislated that this is the law, and now you have a Machloikus with somebody in that law, why would it be Eved Aved if you go to that court to ask them their opinion? On the, on the contrary, Dina the Malchus is Machayev, that you should listen to what they said. We had a number of answers. Some said, you know, the Shach and Chayshe Mishpat and uh, Semenayin Gimel brings that Dina the Malchus is only when it's not Neged in Taira. The Ramah really says that. He says, otherwise you'd be Eike called in a Taira. So he says, that's why you don't go to the Gaisha court. If, but that's not what we're asking. We're asking in a case where the Dina de Malchusa is not Nege Dine Taira. The Taira is silent to it. And as Dina de Malchusa, you still go to Bezdin and you're not allowed to go to the Gaisha court. Why don't you say if I cared? They're making the law, right? Why would it be a Kiloivadavai Zara if I go to them that I'm making the law and there is no Din Taira on this? So we're, we're going white like to Shach. I don't see that. It, that. That doesn't really explain anything. Now, some said is that uh, the Rishayinim and Gittendaf for Yudamid Beis uh, bring the Rajba that Dina the Mahusadin is only when it's for the benefits the Melech directly, like Misim, etc. But Lamaisa, the Ramah doesn't hold that way. The Ramah brings the other opinion that even if it's not for the direct benefit of the Melech, but if it's for the good of the kingdom, in other words, traffic laws, contract laws. I mean, he wants a civil society. He wants business to run the way it's supposed to. It doesn't benefit the, the Melech directly, but Ramah says it benefits. That's the benefit of society. There's dinner the Malchus on that too. And another of other Teretim. I think that the appropriate Teretim is, is that Dina the Malchus Dina means 
is that it's not extra din Torah, it's not over din Torah or separate from din Torah, but the Torah says you live someplace, we have to live with the laws of that kingdom. So that becomes part of the din Torah, as long as it's not opposed to it, like the Shach says. In other words, so now the Bezdin paskins according to that, and according to the din, there were no there were no red lights, there were no car accidents hundreds of years ago. Now the Bezdin would take that into account. The Bezdin would take, you know, the laws of commerce into account. The Bezdin would inquire as to, you know, uh, uh, forensic accounting. Well, most of the occasions that Bezdin would have today didn't happen many years ago. I mean, all these, this, so many of the situations are brand new. But Dina de Malchusa means all these new situations, what they legislated as this is the Derech HaMischar and this is the Derech HaMedina, now falls under the rubric, now falls under, it, 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 it becomes part of Din Taira. So when you go, so this, the Dina de Malchusa Dina means, doesn't mean there's a separate Din, there's Din Taira and there's a separate Din. Dina de Malchusa Dina means that the Din Taira is now koilal all the dinim of the Malchus because that's where we live and that's what we have to account for. And where do we go for that? We go for a Bezdin. So we, there is never another judicial process. The only thing that our judicial process, it now swallows dina the Malchus Adin. I believe that is the correct shot. The second ROES is that the... Um, everybody knows we had just had Le'ez Meshpatim, the din of Baba Machteres, that he's chayiv, that he's a lot to kill him, altroidif for Pashtas. So we asked that the Shulchan Aruch Paskins, that, you know, Nachrim Habo Alir, what's the Lashon? You're allowed to go be Michal Shabbos to fight them. But if they came on a Yochid, you're not. So he said, why not on a Yochid, you're not? Why isn't that a din of Baba Machteres? Some say that the Achreinim write that the Baba Machteres is Nereg Al Shem Saifai, like a, like a Ben Sairu Moira. And it's not because of the Hatzal of the Balabayas. And that's why you kill him. Like a, but you kill him like you kill a Ben Sairu Moira. But that doesn't pass by a Gaius, by a Nachri. That doesn't go with the Pashas of the Lashon Rishayim that says that a Baba Machteres is, it's Alts Habal Laharge Chashkim Laharge Rash says, or Alts Roidif, etc. This is an outlying opinion. There were honestly another of other Tarotsim, some of them I found hard to understand. I think that the Mishnu Bura really says it Kipshuta, he says a Balabatisha thing. Mishnu Bura says that by a Baba Machteres, the reason why you, you're allowed to kill him is because the Gemara says, we assume Adam bol al and you're going to protect your money. So you even want to be Machal Shabbos, you want to kill the person, etc., because otherwise it's, a, it's for carrot. It's, it would be the, the Balabayas would get killed. So it's to protect the Balabayas. We said the other guy then becomes a Averoidif, and you're allowed to kill him. But the Mishnabur uh, Nemzan, and I imagine it's the Lushanis or other Paiskim as well, that when a, a, a troop comes to a person's house, a Gaius of the Achram come, and they say, give us your money or your life, we're not choshish that the guy is going to say, you know what, Adam I'm going to fight all of you. He's going to say, take my money and save my life. Right, that, that's how the Mishnabur learns, and after trying many, many different Mahalachim, I believe that the Mishnabur's Mahalach is, is really the one that works the best. The last question we ask is that the din of Shomer Aveda becomes a Shomer Sachar, the Chiddush of Rabbi Yosef, why? Because Prutid Rabbi Yosef, maybe an Ani will come. So we asked, what happens if the Shomer Aveda himself is part of from Tzedakah, like how, like he's an Ani that the Ramah says, an Ani is part of an Atzadaka. 
So he should buy b'shabachinam, and we don't see that in the Shulchan Aruch or in the Achrayim. Anybody says such a svar? Let's say he gave a chaymesh already, so he's part of the tzedakah. So I see one fellow answered me here. Shemer Aveda, he says maybe maybe while he's a Shemer Aveda, he'll become ice ani, and then he'll and then he'll be mechuyev. So it's for when he's ice ani, or maybe he gave a chaymesh. Maybe he'll earn more money in the interim. Maybe he'll do that. Well. So then, until then, he should be a shaymachinam, and that doesn't say. Let's say till then, there was gnev You don't see that he's pater for that. Some say because of pas besaloi, he knows that even if his circumstances change, he's still going to be pater at that moment. Uh, you know, I don't know if an ani who who, who needs to be makabel tzedak is worried about pas besaloi when he becomes wealthy. Another answer is as the Gemara is not talking about individual cases. It's trying to say, what is a Shemer Aved? Where does he fit in? Does he fit into a Shemer Chinam or a Shemer Sachar? So, so Rabbi Yosef says he fits into a, it's a, he fits into a Shemer Sachar. So he says they made a claw and it's like a loy plug. Since they put him into Shemer Sachar, it's like a loy plug. I, I don't know. It's, it's like, it's like a, a Shemer Aved. I mean, they made up a Zayra that he's a, and on the Zayra there's a loy plug. I think that the Teret says, if you look in the Rambam, what's the Lashon the Rambam? The Lashon Rambam says he's potter, um, f- not only from Tzedakah, but from Mikama Mitzvahs, because of Isaac be Mitzvah, potter v'na Mitzvah. So in Chanami, al Tzedakah you're not, but there are other Mitzvahs, you could be Mechuyah, you, you could be Pata, you could be Pata from uh, Leviah Sameis and Bekechaylim, it's felt the Shtayske Mitzvahs that a, that a, that a Isaac be Mitzvahs Pata in, right? So based upon that, he could be a Nene, um, uh, even if he's, if he's not an Ani, in other words, he uses Shem Ravid as an example, but there are many Mitzvahs in the Torah, look, an Isaac be Mitzvah could be Pata from Sukkah, from Lulav, from, it's felt the Shtayske, lots of Mitzvahs. So I think according to the Rambam, you would have a good pshat, and he tackle learned Rabbi Yosef is much broader. And I believe those are the correct terutzim. And again, we said the winners are Asher Brenner, Label Gelbkov, Mayor Kress, and Shmuel Wurzberger.